Recorded live. Good evening and welcome to our podcast. We are People Against Covert Torture and Surveillance International. Today is Monday, September the 5th, 2016. It is Labor Day and hope everyone had a happy Labor Day today. We're here on Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time to educate and assist those who are targets of organized stalking, remote electronic assaults, and more, and to let you know that you are not alone and that there are many thousands and millions of us nationwide and worldwide working together for our freedom. These expressed during our podcast are those of our callers and not necessarily those of PAX International. I'm Derek Robinson, the moderator. Our guest this evening is Devon Harris, who is here to speak about the paralegal services he is now offering the community. And now for some announcements. The next Seattle support group meeting is scheduled for Saturday, September the 17th, 2016, from 1 to 2.30 p.m. at the Broadview Public Library, 12755, Ringwood Avenue North in Seattle, Washington. The contact person for more information is Laura Solway, 206-365-6139, and Curtis Kimball at 817-901-8720. There's going to be a TI support group meeting, finally, in Dublin, Ireland, on October the 1st at the Shelbourne, Dublin, 27 St. Stephen's Green at 12 noon in the hotel front bar area. This date coincides with the Tian conference that was held last year in Berlin, Germany. All are welcome to attend. The contact person is Daniel, and he can be reached by sending an email to info at paxntl.org. Melinda Kidder is going to be in Los Angeles for Microchip Bioscan, September 5th and 6th, and tomorrow. Melinda is also offering $100 to $200 in travel expenses to the first person to arrange an appointment with her. For more information or to schedule an appointment, you may contact Melinda at 573-673-2485. Volunteers. As a support organization, we are always in need of volunteers. Since we don't have grant funding as yet, volunteers are an essential part of our organization uh, in helping develop and maintain services for victims and members. Skills that we're looking for are officers for PAX International, moderators, writers, editors, phone answers, and more. And if you'd like to volunteer, please send us an email at info at paxntl.org. Did you know... Australia has now become the first country to begin microchipping its public. Hundreds are acquiring the implants, which cost about $150, which they receive through their doctors. The chips are about the size of a grain of rice and can unlock doors, cars, turn on lights, and access computers, all at the flick of the wearer's wrist. We'd like to say thanks to all those who have become members of PAX International during our August membership drive. It was greatly appreciated. 
A membership fee is $25. You can donate at PayPal via our email address, which is info at paxmtl.org. You may click the donate button at our website, which is paxmtl.org, or at our PayPal link, which is paypal.me slash paxmtl. You may also mail in your donation via check or money order made payable to PAX International. The PAX International PO Box 5405, Hemet, California, 92544. Okay, at this time, I'm going to introduce our Vice President this evening. That's Desiree. Welcome to our call this evening, Desiree. And there she is. Welcome to the Hi, call. Hi, Derek. Okay. Did you have any announcements or anything that you want to say before we start? Uh, not at this time. I don't have any announcements. Okay. Very good then. Okay. Um, well, this time we're going to open with our our guest this evening, uh, Devon Harris. He has recently completed the coursework for Paralegal and is now starting to work with our community providing paralegal services to those needing legal research or documents drafted for courts. And he's here to tell us more about his services. Devon, welcome to our call. Let's see. Okay, there it goes. Uh, Devon, you there? Yes, yes, yes. How are you guys doing? My name is Dave Vaughn Harris, as Derek has told you. I did recently c- complete an ABA-accredited paralegal course, and I have just been accepted into NYU while we'll further my legal studies. Uh, so I'm here today to talk to you about what I can do for you guys. Uh, and I, I'm doing legal research, so by law, I cannot give you guys legal advice, which you're going to use to pursue a case because if something goes wrong, I can be held accountable and I'm not licensed to do that. What I can do for you guys is I can draft legal forms, I can investigate legal research for you, and I can give you legal options. Now, none of this is advice telling you what you should do or how you should do it. But if you make a decision, I will gladly help you format your decision into documents and all types of other stuff like that. So I basically can do a lot of fun things for you guys. You know, any kind of research, any kind of questions you have, but none of this can be me basically giving you advice. I can search for what you want and provide what you want, but I cannot inform you how to perceive what I have given you. Or conceive, should I say. So, so if you guys don't know, I'm, I'm in New York. I have an email, I believe it's posted on the PAC International site, and I have a telephone number if anybody has any questions. I'm pretty much uh, good with federal law, but I can research other laws, so just all of this stuff is usually federal law anyway. So if you guys know the parties, you know, I can help you request information if it's in institutions, you know, all, t- all types of things like that. Now, we all know that they cover this thing up, so I'm not promising you that it's going to work. I can give you a good shot at it, and you're going to get more information, you know, so you're going to know exactly what to do as this progresses. Okay, so um, I guess uh, you help uh, people prepare for court that are, like, pro se or something like that? Did, did they not? You didn't hear my whole? Did, did I get cut off? 
because I don't know if you guys heard anything I said, but what I, what I was saying is, yes, I do that. I help you guys draft documents. I do legal research for you guys, so if you have a question, I can tell you uh, what, are you, what are you looking for, what laws can be applied, several laws that can be applied. I can draft documents for you, but as far as giving you legal advice, technically I should not, but I mean, I don't think there's nothing illegal about me giving you legal options. So, for instance, uh, a lot of us are being targeted. Usually, stalking covers this often, but there's other other statutes. So, I can give you a list of statutes. And if you came to me and you said, well, I want to sue the state of New Jersey because I know Officer Ramsey, who is my brother-in-law's brother, my brother-in-law's cousin, and I know that he also worked with DARPA, and he's a part of this. You know, and so I can say, well, you can take these different angles to target Officer Ramsey. Now, you tell me, well, let's take angle B. I'll draft the documents up for angle B, and I'll definitely help you uh, get in there professionally. Now, as far as representing you, I cannot do that. But if, if you have Okay, to- I guess the reason I asked the question is that sometimes people want to pursue a court case themselves, uh, per se, but I guess um, they could also be needing documents drafted, say, in preparation for meeting an attorney, something like that. That way they'll have their, their documents, their evidence. And um, because we were in a position similar to that some years ago, and uh, there was a paralegal service, and they were saying that we could help you prepare your documents in search of an attorney, that way, when you when you come before um, him, you'll have all of your paperwork um, in order, and he would uh, he would be more likely to take your case. Uh, so something like that. So I guess you could uh, look at your services as you know preparation for whether you're pro se or preparing or preparing to see an attorney or something like that. Yeah, that would be 100% valid. You know, if you if anything, I'm basically preparing you guys. If you need if you need documents drafted and you think you're a pretty good orator and you're a pretty good defender, I you, I can help you go pro se. But if you guys are looking for an attorney, Derek is very right. An attorney an attorney rate can run you about so say about a thousand bucks just while he hears you out and investigates your claim. You know what I'm gonna say? So my rate, I'm talking thirty five, forty bucks. It'll probably cost take you about me about five hours to investigate what you're needing. So you're looking at saving about eight hundred bucks just by coming to me, and you getting all of this, uh, all of the all of the information that you need. You know, so so if you tell me your story, I can tell you which which statutes have been violated, who to pursue, how to pursue. What what uh, if you tell me it was an institution, I can help you draft up documents to get your medical records from the institution, which they have to oblige by by law. If they do not, I can tell you which parties you are. Uh, basically involved that forced them to release these documents. So, yeah, you're right. I, you do save a lot of money guys, to me first, but, I, but just to make it clear, I'm not an attorney, so would it would be would it be illegal for me to just, like, give you legal advice, but legal, procedural advice, I'm here for you guys. Okay. And All right. Uh, just as I have told you, I'm also a TI myself. You know, I've been put in a situation... And I'm trying to get free from it, so like a TV kind of thing. And I'm here because I know how it feels, so you guys can definitely trust me. Okay, great. Well, that's important for people to understand that you're also that you're also targeted. Okay. Um, 
Well, you've heard the introduction, and those of you that have questions or comments for Devon Harris, uh, paralegal, uh, please feel free at this time to star eight as we begin our discussion. Let's see, East Virginia. Oh, I was going to say, I couldn't hear him, but I think it got better. Okay. Uh, hi, do you have a question or comment for Devon? No, I was just interested in what he's doing, and, and he answered most of it. I didn't hear the last part of it. What do you charge? Do you charge by the hour or what? Yes, I do charge hourly. I, I mean, that, it's $35 an hour. So can, you, can you get up any louder? Can you hear me? Okay, that's can a little better. Yeah, my phone uh, house is like crappy. But can can you guys hear me better or can you hear me, Derek? Uh that's a little bit better, Devon. Yeah, you're all right. So, all right, all right. So for for for, for the community I'm charging thirty five dollars an hour. So that's legal research, drafting documents, searching for statutes that have been violated, you know, all of those things. Basically like a legal researcher who can draft documents for you. So how okay. is this working out for you that you're a TI? How does it work out for me? Yes, you being a TI, how's how's it working out for you legally? That's oh, what are you I, doing about it that's oh, getting you? I I have a, a case that I just put in the United States Court of Federal Claims because my targeting um my situation is I got I, I wouldn't say it's different but it's uh it's more it's more loose ends in mind so I just put in. A, a claim with the United States Court of Federal Claims on waiting for the district attorney tried to shoot it down, which they always try to do. He, if you guys know, I'm not. Yeah, he, he tried to. He tried to uh, find. What, what they're going to do, you? I'm telling you guys. Once you get into this, what they're going to do is they're going to try to insult your intelligence. They come at you with a hundred different angles, which are illegal. So, for instance, one thing I can tell you guys: if if you go after the federal government, it is it is their burden to prove that they did not do something to you. So right then over there, if it's done correctly, you're going to get a whole bunch of information. So even if you lose, you're going to win. But they, for my in situation, in my situation, they are, they tried to shoot it down. They said it's not their burden, no jurisdiction, and I countered it, and I, and I shot them down. So I'm waiting for their response back. The, the, the attorney, the district attorney, well, in this case, the United States attorney, which I should have that by Friday, and then after that I have to wait for the judge. So I have my first uh, claim in myself, in which I'm going to follow up with several different claims. You know, there's there's a lot of different ways to go about this. Uh, so even even if there was never any money, pers- if even let's say even if let's say if somebody had a solid case, and we couldn't win financially. Once we've taken about three different angles, we're going to have enough information because they have to release this information, being that they have to, they have to defend themselves if, we, if you use the right case law. They have to defend themselves and say, no, we didn't do this, we didn't do this. These people did that. You have to go after these people. So after we go after all the people who they point us at and we, we, we get these documents, even if we don't win financially, there's a, there's a certain angle which you put in and now you force them to leave you alone. You know what I'm saying? Because you've gathered enough information. So... In my situation, I've started, I'm at square one. You know, I've sat back, I've educated myself on how to do this, and now I've started that square one. I've started uh, forcing the United States to release information about things that happened to me under federal law. And from there, I'm going to 
about five more processes, but I, I'm pretty confident that I'll come out ahead. So you're not being attacked wise where they're hurting your body? They were. Uh, for me, uh, I learned about seven years ago that I was being documented, sort of like a TV. I, would, I had a microchip in me, and they were doing behavioral experimentation. I learned that my mother, when she was addicted to drugs, she she allowed this to happen to me. I went to go sue. When I went to go sue, I was hospitalized. I said, you guys can't be serious. They hospitalized me. They threatened me. They tortured me. I seen holographic images. I felt electricity run through my mind. They played with my identity. It was, like, brutal. So after this happened, I uh, I reached out to to a whole bunch of different parties. No one was willing to help. No lawyer would take the case. They eventually end up locking me up for a misdemeanor, blowing it up to a felony, giving me four years in jail for something that should have been a misdemeanor, threatening me, harming me. Four years in jail? For what? It was was criminal mischief. It started off as criminal mischief. So I'm just letting you know they they get vicious. It started off as criminal mischief, and then they they put it through. Hello? That is so bad. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, so they put it. They put it out to attempted arson. Once it got into attempted arson, I, I, uh, I was given four years for this. But since then, I, my life has completely. Even then, I was not a criminal like that. You know, my life has completely changed. I've graduated from college. I'm going to NYU starting this January. I work closely with the community with, with, with Dr. Cornell West organization. I work with several different organizations. But as we know, everyone is turning the cheek in regards to it's not going to be So we got to help each other. So are you not afraid of retaliation for helping us? Well, he's a T.I. He's a T.I. Cecilia. So, um, well, he was uh, in jail. I mean, might they put him in jail again for this? Was, this is this is why we can't get attorneys to help us because they're they're concerned about retaliation. I, I assume. Well, that's not always the case, you know. Sometimes, but we really, I don't think we should stoke the uh, the flames of fear in our situation. I mean, that's something that. The perpetrators try to uh, instill in us, but um, I wouldn't try to magnify that if I were, you know, if I were you. No, I mean, it, doesn't, it doesn't help us. Okay, well, I, I'm I'm bound and determined too. And when he tells me that he was put in jail, um, it concerns me as a as a TI, uh, as an injured worker. Um, I, you know, uh, look what they've done to me so far. I mean, they've. Uh, I mean. I'm sure, as I don't know what everyone else has been through, you can get an idea of what I've been through. It's uh, it's been awful. Many of us have been through very much the same yeah. thing you have. We know that the system is crooked beyond belief, but there are a lot of TIs who've been through it that can give you some help. This man can give you advice on how to go to what doctors and what to do, probably. That's not giving you legal advice. It's telling right. you how, I hope he will maybe, uh, and I don't know what you're doing, but I hope he will tell people how to plan their suits. And yeah. that's not giving you legal advice. Can you do that or not? Yes, I can do that. I can do that. I can give you several different options on how to go about your suit and several different laws which have been right. Now, I cannot coach you you choose or which form you choose. If you make that decision based on your own intellect, and then I'll draft 
air things and you can go to attorneys. Or in some instances, you can put in motions, which you, once you tell me, well, I want you to put in this motion, you put in that motion, and that motion can release enough information where you can coach me and you can keep appear pro se. Honestly, you won't win as much money or, or come out ahead as much as you would an attorney. But to answer these questions, I'm not afraid. You know, I, I look at it like uh, they're, they're going to torture us. They're going to kill us. I mean, they're going to torture us regardless. They're going to experiment us. Then they're not going to stop. You yeah. know, they, 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 they try to intimidate us and get us to become isolated and secluded and become hermits. And, and, and they only get worse. So we have to fight. Yeah. Now, I have a question regarding uh, fraud and corruption. Uh, in my case, I mean, um, uh, how how would uh, um, a um, what do you, what do you call yourself a defendant paralegal. paralegal? Paralegal. How could a paralegal help someone who's an injured worker and is the and is dealing with fraud and corruption, not only in workers' compensation but uh, through my social security uh, disability uh, claim? You know how do I? How do I? You know I, I've been encouraged to file grievances against the doctors who falsified uh, the claims or the their uh, medical reports. However, I've already um, filed a grievance with the state of California uh, against a physical therapist, and it was treated with blatant disregard. Well, I mean, what you can do is you can uh, take my email. It's probably posted on the website. You can, you can email me, and you can uh, tell me your story, and leave me your telephone number. We can discuss this, and I can go into detail about this. But the, the Social Security does something interesting. They allow non-lawyers to represent you in court. So I don't know if you know that. So I don't know if it's in the state of California, but it's in the state of New York. I believe the state of California too. You can find people for for very cheaply, maybe about fifty bucks an hour, who do, who do not have lawyers represent you. Social Security uh, parents, so they're they're like deeply skilled at this thing. But if you're looking for some uh, base information, I can definitely help you. But if you're looking for representation, you do not need a lawyer. <clears throat> at least in the state of New York, you do not need a lawyer for Social Security matters. You just need to hire a layperson who is licensed by uh, I think the Social Security Administration to represent you or has certain credentials, if I'm not mistaken. So you do not need Social Security. That's, that's, that's interesting for anybody who wants to know. You don't need a lawyer with Social Security issues. A layperson can represent you. Yeah, I, I'm encouraged to continue to fight for myself. However, I'm discouraged when I find uh, I every, essentially every single medical provider that I have gone to has uh, either tried to lure me into a psych evaluation and that is, I mean, that's that's a neon light that they're just trying to paint you as delusional. Uh, or uh, they've falsified my medical reports. And and they don't want to hear the ones that are outside of workers' camp. They don't want me to talk about that I've been maimed and battered by a workers' compensation medical providers. Uh, one doctor... Um, uh, told me um, this was not the Social Security doctor. This was another doctor, a Medi-Cal doctor, who told me, uh, if you insist on in saying that your doctors through workers' comp did this to you, I will not take you as 
a patient, and I said, I absolutely want all of my medical um, reports to indicate what has happened to me, without a doubt. I said, I will not budge. I will not pretend that this did not happen to me. And uh, he said, then I won't help you. You can leave now. And that was another doctor. Another doctor I went to that was a medical doctor, when I uh, began describing to her, I found out later that her medical group has a contract with the insurance carrier. Um, and she said to me within, I'd say, three or four minutes of me describing to her what they had done to my body, she said, no, no, this didn't happen to you. There's no report in the United States of anybody being forced under anesthesia. She said, you're delusional. You need to see a psychiatrist. So they're well prepared. In fact, in advance, my phone is okay. tapped, uh, my Cecilia, emails are hacked. Cecilia, Cecilia, yeah. we do need to have um, you know, some people oh, I, waiting. I'm sorry. You're right, Derek. I'm sorry. I'm just taking over here. No, okay, um, that's okay. We can, you can come back later, but you know, some people all right, are... I'm just going to mute phone. my phone then here. But, no, uh, okay. you know, uh, before you... We, before you go, let me get your number. I can help you with the part with the Social Security. I went through the same thing, and I got. I ended up getting the disability. Um, take my number and then give me a call, and I can help you with the disability part because I went through the same thing with forcing, the forcing the medical people with my records and everything, and they all tried to decline me. But I, I won the case anyway, and I can tell you exactly what you need to do. Because okay, what is your name? My name's Carol. What's yours? I'm sorry, what is your name again? My name's Carol. Oh, Carol, I'm Cecilia. Hi. So take. I'm going to give you my number, and then that way you can call me. I can, you know, because we don't want to hold up all the time, and that way we can talk right. to this private. We can tell you what to do. It's 770-896-5425. Okay. All right. Yes. And then all I right, can tell you what you need to do. Thanks, Carol. Okay, thank you, Claudia. Thank you, Carol. Um, no problem. Okay, questions for um, Devon. Uh, anyone have a question or comment? The floor is open. Now everyone's quiet. Can you hear me? Yes, go Hello. ahead. Hi there. Um, so first time caller here. Um, my question for the paralegal, and I'm so sorry, I, I didn't understand his name. Uh, Devon. Devon, okay. Um, so you had mentioned that somebody could tell you their story and you could provide them with options, and, and I, I get that. But my question is more along the lines, I've done a lot of reading on all of this, and and it seems to me that that there is a, the heart of this matter, um, which no matter what a per person's particular story is, that there is the main theme and the main problems, which doesn't that rest in, you know, a, the Department of Defense Directive and the laws and such that, that are allowing this to happen that need to change? And wouldn't that be kind of the foundational argument and document or <laughs> Or, or um, ar argument, I guess, for everyone. I lost that in the question. What's your question? Yeah, I, I, I didn't. Even yeah, could you uh, kind of summarize that a little uh, more briefly? Okay, so my question is for the paralegal. Is that who I'm talking to? Yes. Yes, you are. She wants to okay. know if the paralegal can help us 
pursue, instead of pursuing uh, um, legal matters through um, court cases, can we, can he help us pursue uh, changing or creating laws through legislators? Oh, I'll give it, I'll give it, I thought that's what she was asking. Now, for those matters, you, you would probably, you can probably do a petition and bring it to like your local, to bring it to like Congress or something like that, or your congressman, if, if you're talking about going to Congress and, and, and going through the legislators. But honestly, there are laws in place to protect this. Now, the, the question is if the, if the government is going to honor those laws. <laughs> you know, there are actually laws. Like, in most states, stalking now includes te- technology. I don't know okay. if you guys know that. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if you, all of you. I don't know if some of you guys probably know that. So there, there's, these, these, are, these are documented facts, and, and there are a lot of laws, even state laws, not even federal laws, that protect you against these kind of actions. But the matter is... Will they honor these laws, and, and will they stop? You know, there were there were laws against uh, kidnapping. And <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. Maybe um, we could all chip in and and pay this gentleman to help research the laws and and the various different states, so that we can put them up on the PACS.org website and the list of the states that you know have the laws, and then the list of the laws that we could pursue. Um, maybe we could have them research that together. Well, I, yeah, I appreciate I don't that. Think and that's his, I, I don't think that's he, what he's here for. I don't think that's his job. If what I've told most people, I've been doing this for years, if you want to know a law, you simply go to your website, Code of the State, Code of Virginia, Code of California, and look up your law, and then you take that law and take your evidence and fit the evidence to the law, and that's what you go to court with. Now, whether he wants to get into that, I don't know. If you want to introduce a bill into your legislator, your state or federal legislator, that's a whole other ballgame, and I think we'd get a different kind of person to work on that. Yeah, but, I'm I'm not I'm not that's not what I was suggesting. What I was asking and maybe I'm I apologize for not um What were you asking? I'm listening to you. What were you asking? I can answer you. What were you asking? My question is, isn't there one um foundational thing that's causing this to happen? For example, the Department of Defense directive, correct? And would that allows for human experimentation? And the fact that it's a directive and not a law, and most states are absolutely right. I think all states have laws against stalking and against experimentation. So does this Department of Defense directive, is this, is this what the problem is in that there's a loophole in it that doesn't require informed consent? That This is what I've been hearing from everyone before, and... I thought that that was the essence of this problem, is that they're getting away with this because they're allowed to because of this directive and because the experimentation is considered classified. Um, So I thought that that was the problem. Is that not right? I hear what you're saying. Yeah, that that sounds good. I mean, I can definitely investigate that, but there is a clause in the law that if something is in the interest of national defense, they cannot be held accountable. I okay. can't hear you. Uh, 
Hey, Bob, could Harry, you please... Can you hear me? Uh, Hello? Okay, could you speak a little bit slower and a little bit louder? Can you Can you guys hear me? Okay, yeah. that's better. If you could speak a little bit slower. You know, a lot of your words run together. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry about that. Well, there is a clause in the law that if the United States deems something in the interest of natural national defense, they basically get away with it. You know, so... Is that what she's pointing at? Because, because yes, yes, uh, the DOD and DARPA can can participate on legal research, but it, it is it is uh, federal regulations and codes and all type of laws that state that you cannot experiment on someone without their consent. Now, the only time that you can probably do that against against someone with their consent is if it's in the interest of national defense. If you were a terrorist or you know, you're doing something crazy, or you know, the, by law, by law, they cannot take a, a normal citizen and just experiment. You know, like that. That's illegal. Well, but the DOD it doesn't directed. matter what the, it doesn't matter what the directive is. You can't use a directive in court. You can only use the law, the state law first, and federal law with it to win your case. The directive isn't much in court. Let me interject for a quick second, ma'am. She is she is very right, but one one thing too about uh, looking up state law and figuring out what's happening to you. Most of these crimes are uh, federal matters, so even if even if the state uh, is the one responsible for this, nine out of ten times you'll be going into federal district court because they would hold presidents over 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 these kind of issues. So, so in, in federal court, the only way you're going to have a state law that's valid is under a certain uh, jurisdiction. But you're not going to, most of the time, nine out of ten times, we're, we're going to be researching the federal law. For this. Well, it depends on what court you're in. If you're in a state court, you're going to, most of these people start with the state court and state law applies first, as I understand that, and then you can use your federal law too. You can use both. Yeah. If, you can, if you can use your state law first, that's good. Okay, so let me let me ask this, and this is real short and sweet. Who pays for all this? These campaigns that are done against each and every one of us require a lot of manpower, twenty four seven. Who's paying? Who's putting the bill for that? Somebody is. Yeah, we all are. Taxes. I know, but who is distributing, dispersing those funds? Who's authorizing and saying it's going to be you and you and you? And and we know that the Department of Justice is the one handing over names in part, and Health and Human Services also is handing the, over the names, putting people into these programs. But from whose budget? Corporations are as well. Corpor- like I, I'm a TI by virtue of my corporate former employers. I was put into this because... Um, I'm a whistleblower, uh, an injured worker. Um, yeah, I stepped on the toes of a very large corporation some time ago, um, and only recently did I discover that I was, uh, you know, did somebody explain this is why this was happening to you? Um, so in your case, your your company, that your employer could have funded this. Oh, uh, my, uh, yeah, I think that um, employers, large corporations, uh, have knowledge of this or connections with uh, government agencies, um, and you know uh, the, they're allowed to utilize the programs. Um, I don't know if they're given 
access to the technology or access to the corporations that have the technology, but um, all they need to do, uh, I've heard, is report back the results from time to time of how we how we react, do we commit suicide, do we stand up for ourselves, etc. A wonderful uh, video on YouTube by Dr. Eric Karlstrom, K-A-R-L-S-T-R-O-M. Watch that video. That is, uh, he, is, he is fluent, he's a TI, and he's fluent in explaining how this works and why and how some people are put into the program. Okay, what was the name again? Uh, Dr. Eric, E-R-I-C, Karlstrom, with a K as in King, A-R-L-S-T-R-O-M, as in Mary. Okay, and he's on YouTube? He's on YouTube, and man, is is he well-spoken? He mentions uh, uh, Dr. Um, John Paul. But uh, let me tell you, this guy is well-spoken. He, he talks about government. He talks about PIs. Uh, he talks about organized stalking. And he is he's a gifted speaker. I, uh, he would be great if we could get him to do something for PACS.org. Um, you know, I know all of us are flat broke. That, that's one of the things they do to us is take our uh, financial ability away. Uh, just like Trump said, take their money away. And, Did you spell um, that last name one more time? The name of the of the doctor? Yes, please. Doctor Eric with an E as an Edward Eric E R I C Carlstrom K as in King A R as in Ralph L as in Larry S as in Sam T as in Tom R as in Ralph O M as in Mary. Thank you. Yeah, there's there's two videos. They're both the same. There's two people featuring the same video. You have to watch that video. He's an excellent speaker. He's an what excellent speaker. Pardon? What is the name of the video? I've just pulled them up. There's a lot of videos of them. Uh, uh, the one that I think is most popular is like the is uh, the one I'm talking about. And actually, two of the videos are the same video. They're just they're just uh, featured by two different um, channels. Okay, got it. Thank you. Okay, so um, I'm not able. I'm not on my uh, computer right now, but it talks about organized stalking. Uh, he starts off talks about organized stalking, then he talks about he gets in depth about uh, the government, uh, the experimentation, and not only is is our government doing this, but the government is allowing uh, corporations, like if a, if you whistleblow on a corporation, that corporation out of retaliation can, uh, I don't know if they can send a fax or they email it, but they send it over and they add you to the uh, program and they can facilitate some of this. Of course, uh, like when I uh, became an injured worker, a lot of the tactics uh, started at work. My my own employer started uh, facilitating some of these organized stalking tactics against me. Um, uh, some of them were conducive of um, workers' comp, but others were conducive of organized stalking. Uh, for example, I'd go out and buy something, and two days later, somebody would uh, talk about the same thing that I bought. You know what I mean? These these 
stupid tactics that they utilize on us. And this would happen um, a couple of times. Um, you know, I don't need to tell you uh, about uh, how they repeat what you've said in, maybe in a conversation over the phone or, or yeah. with someone, and then the next day you go to work and somebody somebody gets near you or a group of people get near you, and then they start talking, saying the same thing. So it's, yeah. it's all about psyops. So, yeah. yeah. Everybody has the same thing. We've heard it from so yeah. many people, so we know what right. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Now, I have a question. Um, our Our federal government... Uh, says that there's no law, they don't have to disclose or have our consent to experiment on us. But what about crimes against humanity? Um, is there any international law that uh, would come down on the U.S.? Uh, ha, 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 meaning, you know, our, our country is the strongest country in the world. But, uh, it, uh, you know, I, I know they're going after Bush for crimes against humanity. Maybe they'll go after, uh, maybe they'll help us, you know, um, these different countries, but, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, so we need to ask our paralegal, is he, is he, does he have the ability to, uh, or the oomph um, uh, to, to uh, research international, international law? Maybe we could put a couple of dollars together and have him do that. I, I, I have the ability to do that, but to be honest with you, there, there are, conven- you're right, there are conventions. That that under the United Nations and all different type of um, all type of different causes that the United States is a part of, that if the United States were to participate in some sort of act on its citizens, yes, they can be held liable. Now, how to go about that? I can research and I can definitely investigate that for you. There are several different acts. But isn't that way out there far from what we're doing, really? Say that again. Shouldn't we keep this more simple and close to the state? I mean, to say we're going to get into international law would get you into international court. And I don't know. I, I don't think we. I don't think we should reserve any. They're not reserving any uh, tactics on us. Why should we reserve any because uh, they uh, approaches? The, they have the ability and the money to fight us, but we don't have the ability and money to fight them. That's why we might want to uh, involve other nations. I think that's out of the ballpark for us. Um, if I may, I don't mean to be rude, but I would like to tell a couple of ladies and maybe the paralegal, please read Top Secret America. Go to topsecretamerica.com and read it. That tells you most everything. Top right. Secret America. Top hey, Secret America. One, one more quick question. Does anybody know, um, do you know whether or not there have been anybody's brought a case before a court for a TI and won. Do you know of any cases? Would you repeat that? I didn't hear all of it. Does anybody know of any court cases that a TI has brought and been successful? Ask Derek. Derek? Well, I don't know of any, but I I talked to someone recently that says that they know of, of uh, some and I have to um, get back to him to see what, what cases those were. I don't know of any in our community that have won their cases. Um, I 
I heard, I heard one, Derek, if I can mention it real quick. There was a lawyer here did a Saturday afternoon program for a while in North in Virginia Beach, and he had on there a lawyer one Saturday from Austin, Texas. I think his name was Morris, M-O-R-R-I-S. He had won a federal case for a lady, and it was on electromagnetic beams that had done harm to her. I think that's what the case was about. And I called his office one day and got the name of it. I can do it again. But I think the lawyer's name was Morris, and it was in Austin, Texas. And he talked himself and had won the case for the lady, he said. Hmm. Well, it would be good to know if there's anything like that. So if there was any kind of a research project for the paralegal in New York, to me, that would be the most beneficial. Find out who's actually brought any of these cases, you know, before a court of law and see how, you know, what, you know, what, what they used, what they had in support, what kind of evidence they had and what the outcome was. Because then, you know, once precedent's been established on something, it makes it much easier, you know, to follow behind that and refer to it. Is that, I know, that but Derek told you there are very few, if any, that ever won. Well, well, yeah. Um, now, Peter Mazzoni, the detective that was here um, a couple months ago, now he claims that he has um, some clients of his that uh, have won cases and they've won millions. Um, the thing is that uh, he worked their case and gathered evidence, and these people were, you know, incredibly rich. Uh, and really, the difference between us and those that are successful, um, in order for us to win in court, we have to have evidence. And in order to do that, we need to hire um, um, uh, private investigators and attorneys to win, to, to go to court for us, private investigators to gather the evidence that we need for court, and then attorneys to go to, uh, to take our cases to court. And if we had those two things, um, many of us would be more successful. Excuse me, there's there's an may attorney. I interject, may I interject with you guys for one quick second? Okay. Of the um, the, now, what, what Derek is saying is very true, but there are several different angles which, by law, if if you take these angles, you you'll get the information you need. Now they may they may run you around several times and say, well, it's not on us, it's on these people. It's not on it's not on these people, it's on those people. But if you keep requesting information on the certain lawyers, like the FOIPA or the Mandamus, or, or a whole bunch of other different angles you can take, you will get the information you need if if, if they if they honor the law. The question is, if you want to honor the law? If they honor the law, you'll definitely get the information you need. But so you, private investigators can be very helpful if, if it's like a, a a private party doing this to you. But if this is something that's documented by, by the federal government, like a lot of us are going through, um, we can definitely request information from uh, from institutions, from all kind of all kind of different angles. So information can be requested. Just so you got may I see, may I may I say that there was a Richard Kane. He's a lawyer in Santa Barbara, and Richard uh, filed a lawsuit against the hospital that put his implants in him, and or he felt he. That's where he got him because he didn't have them before he went in, into the hospital for surgery. And he then had implants. He had them removed. And he did sue them. And it, it, he sent, in essence, one because they they settled and paid him quite a bit of money. 
Now, the problem with his situation is he has a gag order. He can't discuss it. He can't discuss the settlement. He can't discuss what happened. But there are lawyers. I think that that's happening a lot. Because my first thought was, if anybody did bring this to court and they had a really good case, they would pay you off Mm -hmm. and give you a gag order and so that you would never tell anybody else about it to keep it, you know, to keep it from being exposed. Mm -hmm. So I do think that that's happened more often, more often than we're aware of. Okay. Well, that's, that's great information. I have wondered about disposition of Richard's case and I've not been able to find information. So you're saying that he did win his case? Well, he settled it. They paid him to settle it out of court. So okay. in essence, yes, he won, or they wouldn't have paid him anything if they, you know, thought they could win. Um, but they did pay him. They, he did settle it out of court um, after he, you know, had gone on through litigation against them. Um, oh, I see. Okay, excellent. Uh, yeah. I'm glad you uh, told me about that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Richard, and been- now in Richard's case, I mean, the thing is that he had the evidence. He he actually he actually knew exactly who the doctors were. Well, um, he had yeah. a hospital. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a hospital that he was suing and not the government. Right. And it's a lot easier if you know who the defendants are and it's mm-hmm. and it's uh, not the US government. If it's if it's the government then that complicates um the case tremendously. Well, they narrow it down, you know. What was his right, name? Right. What was his name? Richard who? Kane. Richard Kane. in Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. K-A-N-E? Right, right. Yeah. C-A-I-N, I believe his name yeah. is spelled. Yes, that's it. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. there are some CIs that have won uh, their cases, um, but uh, these are people that, um, these are cases that were not necessarily, that that were, not, the, the U.S. government was not the defendant. Right. These are basically um, disputes between uh, parties. And yeah. they won the cases that way. And those, the cases that are, um, those are the cases that are easiest to win. But if you're, if you're citing that the government is a defendant, then that, you know, complicates. And many of us believe that, that it's the U.S. government that's doing it. And that's why, you know, our cases haven't wound up in court as yet. And it'll be difficult for us to win. Um, with the, you know, if the, if the government is a defendant. But, um, so anyway, basically, you know, if, if, you're, um, if your defendant is someone other than the government, you have a greater chance of success. Okay, Derek. I agree. If they have a gag order for the final decision, is it possible for you, Derek, or the paralegal, do you know, can we get copies of the originally filed lawsuit? Paralegal, do you know if that lawsuit is available for us to get a copy of the original lawsuit? For whose lawsuit? Richard Kane? Uh-huh. Yeah, Kane. Can we get a copy of Kane's original lawsuit that he some filed? Lawsuits, some lawsuits are unprecedented, so like... If, if I can hear you. If it was a clause, as, as the lady said, as the lady previously said... Uh, this, it can be unprecedented. Like I have a friend of mine who lost who was unprecedented. They, uh, they did some dirty things. It was a criminal case, a friend of mine. They charged him for... I'm just, this is a crazy example, but I'm just giving you an example of how this goes. So a friend of mine was charged with robbery and rape. They said a six-foot-two 
white man with blue eyes and blonde hair up the rapier. He's five foot four, dark with dreadlocks. So he went to trial. He was in this trial. He went to trial again. He lost. He appealed. He went to trial again. He won. So the uh, so they they knew it was a lot of dirt, and they were basically trying to railroad him. He was a man of color. They did not care. So they, what they did with my friend is they left it unprecedented, so meaning that you can search for it, but there's no information on it. So I, I can I can investigate this Richard King. I do have a Pacer account. I can investigate it if you tell me which state it was filed in and when it was filed. But most likely, if if it's unprecedented, and it, it, or if it was settled out of court, you know, there's, there's it's settled. Yeah, but it doesn't mean it's sealed. If it's settled, it doesn't mean that the case is sealed. No. It so, uh, yeah. Right. So maybe we could get a copy of the original complaint. All right. I, 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 so, I, I, Linda, I'm was a, I'm it a, Richard Kane in Santa Barbara? Yes, he's in the county of Santa Barbara, the state of California, county of Santa Barbara, is where he filed his lawsuit. What and court? I, Do you know what court it was? Yes, yeah, Santa Barbara Superior Court. Santa Barbara Superior Court, mm-hmm. Richard Kane. Mm-hmm. See, if we could get a copy of the original lawsuit, that gives us most of the information we need. Yeah. Okay. When was, yeah. When was the who settlement did, who happen? Did he, who did he you know, I don't know exact date of settlement happening. I don't know the exact date. Who, who did he sue? Anybody know who, who, who did he sue? Yeah, he sued the hospital that, that implanted him. Mm-hmm. And they settled. They gave him the implant. Well, his case was probably pretty He probably had the implants, you know, and he was able to prove that they were in there. Yep. And, you know, that's cut and dry. I mean, trying to prove gang stalking is a whole different animal. Well. Right? That's, yeah. yeah, that's a whole different thing. Um, Get yourself a, 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 a camera for your car. That's one of the best ways because they will follow you. They will come up close to you. They will harass you. Just get a camera oh, yeah. for your car. It will help prove it. Well, they have the ability to change cars and people so often that it makes it difficult. Well, at least we can try. Yeah. No, true. Well, what I would advise is that we not so much try to sue the government mm-hmm. as to try to capture individuals that right. are stalking yeah. or harassing. Yeah. Right. We have a much better chance of success. If we can identify who is sending a signal uh, at your house, then, you know, I think that uh, we should prosecute that way rather than trying to sue the federal government. That probably would be uh, very, very difficult. Yeah. So, um... Uh, if you guys stand on one, I'm going I'm to look to see if I can find Richard Kane's case right now. Okay. Um, yeah, that is, uh, that's an excellent case, and I've been asked about this case, and I've not been able to find it, so I'm glad someone has information about it. I'll email well, him. I can email him to get least. the information. I think. Yeah. Uh, is that uh, is that Amy? No. Okay. Someone's talking, but. Uh, yeah. Hello. Um, I was just going to say, even if your particular matter is not whether or not you've been chipped or not, it still shows that it's happening. I, that's all I was saying on it. You know, if we had that case. You can say, don't say that it's not happening. Here's a guy where they implanted him in a hospital. Right? Yeah. Right. Derek, also, did you know that <clears throat> Lloyd's of London has is now putting an exclusion clause in all of their 
policies, and they're like the, one of the biggest insurance companies in the world, and they are the biggest underwriter in the world. Um, they're, they're automatically excluding all injuries caused by electromagnetic fields. That's a really? huge. I think that's just huge. Yeah, and they did that on February the fifth or the fifteenth or eighteenth of last year. I think that's just so huge because they're going to. I, I assume they will get sued for people wanting coverage, and they're going to have to prove why they know they were hurt by electromagnetic fields. And I think that's huge information for us. It Was that big, electromagnetic fields, or did I? Thought, I heard they just weren't going to cover smart meter injuries. No, no, nope. It's this, it's also electromagnetic. I looked that up too. I thought, okay. well, that's great. I mean, we do need smart meters out of our homes. I agree, but at the same time, no, they included all electromagnetic field injuries. They will not oh. cover them. Um, and I think that's huge. That's big money, kind of on our side. At least it's big money proving that these things do cause injuries. Again, you have to sort of, you know, find the source, but still I think that's really major because they can't call us crazy anymore, you know? If we say we've got an electromagnetic injury or radiation injury, they can't say we're crazy, not with Lloyds of London saying that they, those injuries do exist and they won't cover them, and they think it's such a huge risk that they're just it's an exclusion across the board. That just goes into their policies. I think that's amazing information. I can send you the link. Okay. Um, it doesn't really help us to prove um, our case and that we still have to identify, Yeah. yeah. you know, the, the perpetrator, yeah, the, the culprit. But, they can't um, but it's, still... it's supporting evidence, I would say. Yeah. Kind of. Yes, yes. It's supporting evidence in that that company is saying these injuries do exist, and they exist so much, it's so prevalent that they're going to just put it put an exclusion clause in every policy. They're not covering it. I think that's just a major, a major step forward. I agree. We still have to identify the source, but at the same time, they can't be telling us we're crazy anymore. May I ask you, if the lady man says for a second, what 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 year did Richard Kane file his suit? Um, I, you know what? I don't know that much about it. All I know is he settled it. Um, it was still in litigation last year. I don't know exactly when he settled it, but I can sure send him a message and ask him. K-A-I-N? C-A-I-N. Richard L. Kane. C-A-I-N. Okay. Okay. Well, that's great information. And um, I've been wondering about, about that case. Yeah. And I really have not... Uh, I've not been in touch with Richard lately, mm-hmm. and I didn't have a way to find out. Okay, well, let me. I'll ask him and see what I can get from him. Okay, there's Richard L. Kane. Santa Barbara oh. Spirit Court. I see. I see nothing for Richard Kane. There's no records found. Nine five two thousand and six. No, there's no record sound for Richard K. It's medical malpractice, right? Uh, yeah, probably. Personal injury, medical malpractice. 
Did she? Did he win his money from the doctor or from the hospital or the doctor in the hospital jointly? Probably all of them. Hello, uh, Derek. Oh, hi. Hi, hi. This is Jesus. I have a question for Ivan, if you don't mind. Yes, go ahead, please. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Ivan, for being there. And basically, I wanted to know if you could help the TI community to do a a FOIA request collectively uh, from different angles, uh, requesting, I mean, to get as much information from the government. And maybe you can do the research as to which agencies would be the most um, likely to be doing these things. And, and, and let me tell you why this could help, because he can identify defendants, even if they refuse to disclose the information about the targeting, and uh, it will provide the basis for uh, a lawsuit against those who refuse to provide the the information, and this case can go all the way, you know, to, to the federal level. Yes. I, I, I can definitely help with that, that kind of situation, but to, just to be honest with you, uh, Richard, um, <coughs> pardon me, I think I'm saying about Richard Kane. Um, FOIAs, FOIAs are very expensive, so I can type up the FOIA for you. It will probably take me an hour or two hours of my time. I can definitely do that, and uh, maybe if you wanted me to research you, you have guys have what kind of information are you specifically looking for, I can uh, ask for that information, but FOIAs are expensive. So I think the first 50 pages or 100 pages are free or something like that, and then after that, like a quarter of a page or 10 cents, or even 50 cents a page. So I had a guy who requested a FOIA. And it costs them three hundred bucks. Yeah, but but if he, basically you know the information uh, that is requested should not take a lot of pages because he's just uh, asking whether any contractor, subcontractor, a government agency, a military, or anybody, uh, it is uh, uh, conducting a, you know like surveillance, uh, investigation, experimentation, or anything. You can frame it the best way you can. I'm sure you can. But, well, this is what they did in Top Secret America. Six reporters for the Washington Post spent two years and got all the documents motioned into the Supreme Court and got the government documents from the various departments and 17 agencies and proved what they were doing. And they printed it all in the Washington Post in the year 2011. It's called topsecretamerica.com, and it's all in there if you get it, and it's all documented, and it's all true. The Washington Post, topsecretamerica.com. In in this case, it will include the names of each uh, person that claims to be a TI, and uh, and a denial uh, will give... Ladies, ladies, hello? I don't mean to cut you off, but I got what you guys are looking for. I have Richard Kane's. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can I, I you hear have, me? I have, I have, I have Richard Kane's. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, Devon, can you? Um, he has a question for you. I'm listening to you, but just, just let you ladies know I have Richard Kane's case, and anybody that needs to do anything for them based on this guy's case, I can definitely. Okay. If you could uh, forward that to me, I would. Uh, is there a link for it? No, I have it like through. Um, a database which I, I like my I'll get through um having a school and a job but I can definitely try to uh, forward it to you. 
Okay, Richard just got back yeah. to me on on Richard. Richard just got back to me in a message and said, "Yes, that is correct. I settled my case." Um, so yeah, and, and but he can't talk about it. So I'm not going to. I don't think we can ask him details. But yes, he did. Okay, are we allowed to are we allowed to post his his uh, complaint? Oh sure, that's public knowledge. If it's if it it has not been sealed, yes, that's public knowledge. Okay, well, if, Devon, if you want to, if you can yeah. forward that to me, I'll post it at our website. I think that would be. I'll yeah. forward it to you, but just so you guys know, it's uh, it's unpublished. Mm. So I believe he he did win. He did win, but uh, well, he settled. Yeah, he settled. So I, I don't I don't yeah. So I, I I do not have the entire case law. So I have like a very brief description of what happened. I think it's an unpublished case, so I think he might have settled out of court. Yes, he did. Yeah, so when you settle out of court, there's no like, you know. It, it, yeah, but the original lawsuit would be the original lawsuit would be a matter of public record. It should be, unless the gag order creates a, a seal on the on the case. Well, yes, if yes, you I, said, I don't believe I don't believe nothing becomes case law if it isn't decided by a judge. So well, no, it's not case law. It's just a matter of he did he did he was successful in receiving a settlement from uh, from the people that impl- I mean he was successful in in his lawsuit uh, a settlement is successful and and this law says unpublished so basically his lawsuit has never been it will this is this is a year old so basically it's not going to be published that's what I believe so I have the basic uh, the basic foundation of what happened in. I'd say, but no detail. Can I just interject here with that case about Kane? Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't call it successful. I would call it a meeting of the minds. Because if he were successful, he would not have a gag order. And oh. it would be case law and the rest, you know, and... If he was successful... Essentially, he would have, he would have been... His, his accusations or claims or... Uh, or the crimes that he is uh, experiencing would be public, and no, so, uh, no, uh, so. you're wrong. I'm sorry, but you're wrong. If it's un, if 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 they demand a, if they they you can settle a case, but you can, but the company is going to pay the money. Can very specifically say, I'm only going to pay you this money if you disclose none of these details. And that, I mean... Not if he wins in court. Not if he wins a, in court. He didn't win in court. He settled... That's what I'm saying. That's that's why there... He, uh, I would okay. say it wasn't a win. I would say it was more of a meeting of the mind. Okay. That's what I would call it. I wouldn't call it a win. Because, um, for example, I was in a uh, lawsuit many, many years ago. And I can tell you, I did not win. But there was a meeting of the mind. But uh, there was no win. There was no win at all. Well, a settlement. If, if Richard feels that he was he received a sufficient settlement that that took care of his injuries and and all the damages, we don't know that. Him, we don't know. He may have just he may have just taken a coat. Uh, uh, um, um, uh, he may have just taken a settlement. Basically, it may not cover his damages. It may not cover pain and suffering. It may not cover. Uh, uh, punitive. Uh, it may just be a sum that he decided to accept. Trust me on this. I was in court, and I had a meeting of the minds, and mm-hmm. 
I, my attorney said it's the best we can do. And let me tell you, when I left that court, I was angry. But we had a meeting of the mind. Okay? Does well, that make sense? that's your terminology, and that's fine. But yeah. some people feel that a settlement is a win. So, some people do successfully settle. Mm-hmm. So, some, so settlements are not a win. That's, that's my point. Okay. Settlements are not a win. Well, they're a compromise. Anyway, I'm going to mute myself. Bye. A settlement is a compromise between Yeah, that's parties. a good way to say it. Yeah. yeah. And um, apparently he felt that he wanted to compromise. No. But he did win money or he probably yeah. would not have settled. Right. So he got a money settlement, <clears throat> which is what he was going after to begin with. Exactly. To me, that's a win. But, you know, Me too. Not to I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a kind of win, yes. It yeah. says they would have probably lost or they have reasons to settle, to keep it quiet, maybe. They wouldn't have paid the money and they wouldn't want it quiet if it wasn't quite damaging to them. You know? I mean, you don't want something quiet if it's good for you. You know? So my sense is they they demanded that he not say anything. The gag orders means it's never going to be case law, doesn't it? Well, yeah, well, yeah. He can't, ex- yeah, he can't expose it. Okay, case. see, that's another reason they would do it is so no yep. one else could use it. Yep. But if we hurry real quick, we might get a copy of the original suit before they gag order it or close it out or hide it if they haven't already done it. So let's if you can get a if you can get a copy, Linda, go for it. I'll ask him if if um if if that's available. Yeah, because that that's a big thing. See, if we know how to file it, then we already know we've got half the battle won or more. But like Derek pointed out, you know, um, what did Derek point out? This is oh, if it was, a, I'm sorry, I just lost it. They're doing that to my brain lately. Um, yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, Derek pointed something really good out, but now I can't remember what it was um, regarding all this. Um, but it would give us all the information that he started with, we hope. Yeah. And that's what we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I have a friend filing a chip suit in, in Texas. She filed it last year, and on a technicality of an appeal, she it got dropped. Oh, but. Geez. Uh, I think she ran at a time schedule or something. Yeah. But hey, you guys. Um, she had the same kind of case. Wow. Doctors in a hospital. Yeah. Wow. Um, you guys, I want to, on the whole chip thing, mm-hmm. um, there's an organization, and as it turns out, the president of this particular organization lives in my town, my city of Elk Grove, California. So I was looking it up, and they have a couple scientists on board and doctors they're on phase three going into phase four. Their whole mission is proving that the chips are in people. And I believe they have completed it to where they can now detect if you have it in you. But their whole mission, again, it's all about the evidence and establishing that, yes, you have one in you. If you look them up, it's I-A-A-C as in cat, T as in Tom. So I want to say, uh, I can't remember what it, what it stands for. Hold it, I looked that up earlier. Let me see if I can find it again. I-A-A-C-T? Correct. Yeah, that is and ISA Act. I-A-A is I, I think that's ISA Act. I-C-A-A-C-T. Yeah. 
that's uh, Dr. John Hall's on that, and that's international. So it's the hey, International um, Association is, is, Against ladies, Covert ladies, Technology. Derek? Okay, is, uh, is Jesus still here? Derek? Okay, go ahead, Devon. Um, you have a comment or something? I'm going to have to get off, but I want to tell you guys that whatever Richard Cain agreed to in, in the case law, it says that the, the judge granted the hospital summary judgment. So in the case law, it says, just so you guys know, I'm going to send it to Derek. Yeah. This, this would not be valid. I don't know if you guys can hear me. This would not be valid because the case law says that the hospital x-rays found no biomedical, no um, bioethical or whatever you want to call it, weaponry, no nanotechnology, found nothing. Richard Kane did not show up to his motions for several months. So basically, I don't know what he agreed to. I'm not a friend of his, but I do know that the case in Westlaw, which is made public to, to them, which is made public, says that his allegations were frivolous and there was nothing found and they granted the hospital summary judgment. He refiled. Okay. Yeah, I did hear that yeah, the first case didn't go well for him, and I didn't hear after that. Yes, that refiled. is correct. He did refile, okay. and they did settle it. Okay. Okay. Thanks for that information, Devon. Uh, hopefully we can we can find the case that he refiled. That's what we, we kind of need to see. Then. Right. Yeah, that's what we need. And then the lady who said that you have to prove that you do have a chip. What this lady that I know in Texas found out was she could prove there was a chip because she had it taken out and had it in hand. But <laughs> she had to prove who did it, and she had a witness to that. So a doctor did it with an assistant, and probably the assistant did it. I don't remember the details. But you have to prove that who did it and when and why and so forth. Now, she got her chips checked by Dr. Stanager and had her evidence. Well, for people that still have them in them, apparently this IAACT group, um, again, whose president lives kind of down the street from me, they have done completed testing. They're on the last phase where they have the technology now to tell whether or not you've got it in you and where it's at. Sure. Yeah, that's easy. That's done. That's provable now. But you yeah. have to prove who did, why they did it, maliciously, um, without cause, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, well, that's true. If he got his in the hospital, then. I'm thinking that nobody, no, I, would, I, I can't imagine that there's, is there probably not a good reason to leave a chip in us, do you think? No. no reason to put a chip in you. They're putting chips in most babies. They're putting chips in your dogs. Well, that's true. RFID chips to and locate your dogs. Everybody. You know, and I don't know why it's quite so expensive to find the chips that are in us because the RFID chips that they do put in a dog are easily scanned. Yeah. Any vet can do it for no money at all. I mean, it's very, very not Easy. expensive. Yeah, very I mean, simple. These people are ripping them off when they charge them three thousand dollars to find a chip. You can find a chip for a hundred dollar checker. Mm-hmm. It's just ridiculous. You know, but I wanted to point out to everybody. Oh, sorry, go ahead. You can find the chip. You can take it out and have it in your hand. But you have to prove who did it, when, why, and how, and what they did it for. Them. 
You can try to we find out the to... manufacturer of exactly. the chip and find yeah. out who has access to buy that kind of chip. True. You know, then I they can narrow down any medical or dental mm-hmm. uh, procedures they had in their past. They can dig up their medical records and find out when it was possibly put in. Well, when it was sold to the hospital, et cetera. Yeah. Don't you think? Exactly. Because they do have, I think each chip has a serial number on it. Yep. And they can tra- track it back that way. Hmm. I know even also, who's making I, it. I want to point out to everybody, as a nation, we the people have lost our rights. We can't, you oh. know, we can't, um, we can't even, you know, there are essential vaccines and then there are, uh, opt, you know, vaccines that can be opted. And look, at kids are, you know, getting, um, babies are getting uh, ill, and, and some say that they're getting autistic, autistic from these mm-hmm. vaccines. So we don't have that right. And then recently in the state of California, um, Governor Brown, oops, are you guys still there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, Governor Brown, um, I think, just signed... Uh, some sort of law that um, maybe in the last year or two that says um, a hospital can ask you if you've had a certain vaccine, and if you say no, they can, without your permission, give you that vaccine and without disclosing to you. Well, what you have to do is say, yes, I've had that vaccine. Yeah, but most people don't know that. (laughs) Most people don't know that. That's the problem. Yeah. So, you know, they that way they can inject more garbage into us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's not just us being TIs. It's us as a nation. We're losing our rights. Our liberties are in the toilet. We have no privacy. You know, I don't, I don't mind that there are um, cameras uh, up if you go to New York City in case you get mugged or something. That's fine. But uh, being monitored inside my home, that's an invasion of privacy. Mm-hmm. That's breaking uh, law. Yeah, well, and, I, and yet I am I'm I mean, not I mean, only monitored breaking. in my home, but they can hear my conversations between my sister and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, there's a plethora of things that are happening in our nation uh, that are, you know, our, our liberties are gone, and it started with the Patriot, Patriot Act. It probably started know, we before then with the RFID chip. We um, know but, all of that, but that's a too big a thing for us little teeny group to be able to change. Actually, uh, um, we might want to join with other activists who are against these rights that we're losing. Uh, in that in that respect, um, getting uh, injections, uh, we don't know what they're injecting into us, right? Um, yeah, but, I, you know, I don't think I, I, you know, I don't know what this law says, but you've got, you cannot, but nobody can give you any kind of medical treatment or. In California, agent. they can. Yeah, well, they don't even have to tell you. You got to sign on it. Yeah. You, I think you've got to sign for it. Yeah, yeah. you do. I worked yeah. in the hospital yeah. for twenty-four years. Uh, yeah, but you don't. But uh, does does anybody understand what they're signing? Does well, anybody? I mean, they it. don't. Come, shouldn't they come out and tell you? Um, yes. Because you haven't had your flu shot, uh, I'm going to give you one. Yes. They they shouldn't automatically give it to you. You need to be asked about it. Sign a paper because some people are allergic. To I am. Unfortunately, oh. today our vaccines are dangerous. They're not. They're not they helpful are. like they were when I was that. a child. They're dangerous. Came on, came, somebody came on one night here 
and state of the law, and I think it was California, and I'm not sure it isn't in Virginia, that if the psychiatric society or doctor decides you need medication, they can give it to you under some new law they've passed. And it was a state someone was telling the other night as if it was correct. Now, will all states have it or not? I don't know, but there are now laws that they can give you medication if they decide you need it. You can do that in California. Yeah, it's involuntary medication is what it's called. <clears throat> yes. It can happen. And I think they do it in most states, and probably it's illegal in a lot of them, but they do it. You hear all the TIs telling about it. It's been done to them, and nobody does anything about it, and I don't think we're big enough to do something about it. But anyway, the thing is we need to somehow fight that one because that's a really dangerous battle. But the, the implants? No, giving people medication. One lady that gave her medication, she told them don't do it. She had a stroke. Well, the, the, the sad thing about I worked in a hospital 24 years is that most patients are, in, are trusting the nurses and the doctors 200% and don't know to ask. They automatically trust that the doctor is giving them something that they feel they trust and the doctor knows he's, what he's doing whether it's a, pro, uh, a procedure or a uh, medication, the nurse gives them a little cup and they take the pill and that's it. And they don't even ask. They don't mm-hmm. ask. They're trusting the physicians 100%. They're not going to question it. They need to. Mm-hmm. I've always encouraged patients, if you're not sure, and if you weren't sure about it the first time, ask the nurse to explain again what the doctor's wanting to do, what the procedures are, medications. And if you're not happy with that answer, seek a second opinion. I've always explained everything to every patient I've typed up. And if you're not happy and you don't have everything you need, ask questions, please. Ask questions. It's your patient right to know what they're doing. You also have the right to refuse treatment and refuse medication. Yeah, you can refuse it from now till doomsday, but I bet there have been 100 TIs on here have been given forced medication, and they told them if they didn't take it, they would tie them down and give them a shot. I, I, I guess it would just depend on the situation. Yeah. If they're, if they're a Baker Act, that's possible because I've worked with patients that had to be sedated. I know you have, but sure, some do. That's true. So it's very, it's very difficult because they're very belligerent and they end up being strapped down to the stretcher. And they stay spit at the, the doctor. Spit yeah, but the, these uh, are just normal, everyday people. One of them I know, and she told them, I cannot take this. I'm allergic to it. It will, it will affect me. They gave it to her anyway, and she had a stroke. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's that really scary. You tell you just I've heard tie, TIs time after time after time. Get on in and tell it. Oh, even even the DNR. If, do you guys know what DNR is? Do not resuscitate. Yeah. Well, you may find something at the hospital or at the doctor's office, but if you've got a terminal illness and you don't want to be brought back, when the EMS come pick you up, they're going to bring you back. You've got to actually sign a form with that. Um, part of the uh, the EMS units, the, the county, the ambulance services, because otherwise the hospital is going to bring you back. 
or they're going to bring you back without because they have to sign something for them. And some people have had a will and everything, uh, a living will that's been uh, that's, that's not been honored. They bring him back, and the guy's got terminal cancer. He's like, I didn't want him to come back. They brought him back anyway. But like you said, there's a lot of things people need to start asking questions of their doctors and what's going on with them. Ask questions. Yeah, I do have to say, when my husband was dying of cancer in the hospital, they did. They the doctor called me and said, do you want us to resuscitate him? Um, we had already agreed. My husband had said, I don't. I don't, no, I don't want to. But the kids, his kids said, yes, we want him, you know, don't let him die. Yeah, and, I, I, I knew somebody know. that had that happen. Yeah, and the doctor did have him. And the wife, the wife had the power, so she overrode what, the, what her husband said yeah. no to. Yeah, well, if, if people are standing around going crazy, you know, you kind of, you cave. I caved. You know? it, it's, it's, it's very hard. It's, like I said, the medical field, there's still a lot of patients. I mean, they're trusting the ER doctors, the physician, nurses that with their the shots, the medication. Yeah. You know, they, they just they just take it. Yeah, and and, and I've always yeah. go ahead. No, I I well, I've had people in the medical field get very angry at me if I didn't, you know, if I didn't go along with what they were suggesting or saying this has to be done. And I was just at a dentist's office, and I said, No, I don't want that done. And he like almost hit me. I swear to God, he and was I, so angry. You do. I, I've I've got I've had a copy of the patient's bill of rights. Yeah. You, you have the right to refuse medical treatment. Yeah. I mean, if there's a treatment that I mean, you want you come in to get help, but if it's a treatment that like I've had patients, and I said, Go ahead and write on there. When I have them sign the paper, I can explain exactly what you're signing. And I always do it with every patient. Mm-hmm. But you can cross off some information and say, I do not want blood. You know, I, uh, for that nurse there that's talking there, for the nurse that's uh, speaking, um, I have a question for you. Uh, When I was in a surgery center and I was brutally forced under anesthesia, uh, what happened there? How come I couldn't stop that? I was literally screaming, stop, wait. And the doctor, I'm sorry, I'm not a nurse, but... What was the situation that you were having to be... Uh... I was there to get a lumbar uh, epidural steroid injection, okay. and um, it was the third in a series of three. The first one I was awake for, and they gave me shots in the middle of my back that I found out later. The, the anesthesiologist told me that was the pain blocker for the lumbar epidural that was going down mm-hmm. in my lumbar. Well, that was a lie. I found out more than a year later, I think it was. Um and then the second one, I was told I had, it was at a different surgery center, and uh, someone there told me I had uh, no right to stay awake, that I had to be under anesthesia. So I did sign the general anesthesia form, but not after arguing with a gal who appeared to be a nurse. Um, mm-hmm. And she and I were, uh, were arguing, and no one in that uh, surgery center uh, um contradicted her, and I found out later, after the fact, after I realized I had been uh, intentionally maimed all along, uh, that I did have the right to say I don't want to be under anesthesia. And then at the third surgery center, uh, I had it set up in advance. It was yet a different surgery center that I would not have to be under anesthesia because of what happened at the second uh, surgery center. I was told on the phone, A-OK, and when I showed up, I was told no problem. Uh, and then I, was, for, was it a was it the, uh, the epidural shots or the 
There was a lumbar epidural. It was a lumbar epidural shot some uh, six months after the second one. Um, they don't consider anesthesia for that. I don't. I know they're not supposed to, and I didn't want to be under anesthesia. And I had excuse me. I know, dear. I know that. But what I'm saying is, they brutally forced me under anesthesia. The doctor shoved a needle in my back to the left of my spinal column and then moved it and held it up against the nerve. I was in agony. He forced me under <laughs> anesthesia. He, I asked, I begged him to uh, stop or wait. I was literally screaming at the top of my lungs. He mm-hmm. would not stop. I looked at the anesthesiologist, who's from Egypt, by the way. It was his surgery center. He had absolutely no expression on his face at all. Uh, I was still screaming, uh, uh, thinking, when is when is he going to say something? I was I was expecting shots in the middle of my back, like they gave me in at the first um, lumbar epidural up in Los Angeles, and uh, they simply wouldn't stop. And um, now this is where the mind control comes in. This is a prime example of mind control. So then um, I immediately thought, uh, I'm getting nowhere. I'm going to pull the uh, uh, intravenous out of my arm. And uh, and then something came over me, and it was like I was thinking, no, for some reason the doctor just wants me under anesthesia. Just say okay and, uh, you know, be done with it. And uh, I, uh, at that point I had a towel in my mouth um, muffling my screams, and I spit it out, and I, mm-hmm. and I was so angry, and I was in agony, still screaming, okay, okay, put me under anesthesia, and when I woke up, I could feel injuries throughout my back. They pulled muscles off my back. One muscle was hanging down to the right side of the middle of my back. Remember, they injected something uh, in my back, not only uh, at the first and second epidural, but at the third epidural. I could feel these. um, It was almost like they injected me with Alka-Seltzer under my skin uh, throughout both sides of my spinal column, in the back of my spinal column, in my neck, shoulders, all the way down my muscles, tendons, uh, and soft tissues throughout my back. I could feel the stuff under my skin, and I could feel my muscles were, uh, some of them were pulled uh, away from my spinal column. It was like divots up and down both sides of my spine. And then over the next few weeks uh, and into actually uh, a couple of months, I could feel my back heating up. It would not stop. Uh, It was like like somebody... um, injected me with gasoline and then lit my interior insides on fire. Mm-hmm. I was burning from the inside out and uh, it literally dried out my muscles, tendons and ligaments in my spinal column. Now my vertebrae move independently of each other. Uh, oftentimes uh, my nerves get crushed. Uh, I'm in chronic pain. My muscles, I have no connective tissue. That was all burned away. Um, and by the way, other TIs have complained that the, uh, their connective tissue was destroyed in their body. So uh, that is what they did to me. And by the way, they did this down the left leg too. Um, uh, my, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my uh, Achilles heel to snap. I'm surprised it hasn't uh, snapped because there's literally no connective tissue down the back of my leg. And, and and parts you, did of the you front. talk to any administrators or anybody about? Uh, the way you were treated or anything or any... Oh, I wrote them a letter and I got a letter. In fact, if Derek wants to interview me one of these times, I'll have all of that in order and I'll read the letters to you. 
Yeah, because something I, I wrote letters. I, I got letters I, I back. Know, I know pain management people in the hospital, and I've never heard of them giving a patient anesthesia or an epidural because I know. And, and I mean, by the way, I hate anesthesia. anesthesia. It can be painful. In fact, uh, a lady that I worked with for so long, she'd get uh, one every three months or something, and I think for her back or her legs or something, she's really bad no. stuff going on. But long story short. I mean, like, the first day she couldn't work, but the next day she was okay, but she'd have some pain and some discomfort a little bit, and sometimes the epidurals are are effective and sometimes they're not. But for them to try to strap you down and enforce anesthesia, either that... Either that they didn't strap me down. They, had a, they didn't strap me down. Maybe it was an area of the spine that was going to be especially sensitive with the needle. And he was being, you know, he should have either explained that or... He was just doing outright and he was stupid. It wasn't supposed to be done because I've never heard of No, any he, they, it was intentional maiming. It was intentional maiming and battery of my body. My employer told the insurance carrier that I was not hurt at work. He told them that I lied. Essentially, he told them that I lied, that I wasn't hurt at work, and that is a flat-out lie. And by the way, at the first epidural, um, I didn't get... Um, uh, general anesthesia, uh, they gave me, well, it was supposed to be a local anesthesia epidural, and uh, after the fact, after all three of these epidurals, my attorney explained to me there should not have been any injections in any other no. part of your body except no. your lumbar, and I said, Joel, they injected not only the middle of my back on the first epidural and told me that was the pain uh, uh, blocker. They gave me uh, six little injections and then one big injection yes. to the right of the thoracic region of my back where today that muscle hangs down on my back. So whatever that was, I think it was um, some sort of chemical to degrade the integrity of the soft tissue in my back. Um, and they did this over the course of three epidurals. Um, yeah, um, talk about retaliation. Was that for back pain or what was it? What was your condition? The lumbar epidural was for um, a, a lower back pain. Uh, I had got injured at work. I hurt the, my lower back. Uh, apparently, I, her, I herniated a disc. And, oh, by the way, let's go back to the first uh, lumbar epidural. So they had those injections in the middle thoracic region of my back and to the right of the middle of my back, right? Um, and then uh, the anesthesiologist, she narrated the whole thing, which I found out later was very unusual for her to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, she said, okay, now they're gonna, you have to hold still because they're going to do the lumbar epidural. And I felt absolutely nothing. And Not you said that they're very painful. Maybe the area felt, where the needle was going in, they're trying to numb as much of it because once it, that needle's all the way in, it's going to be well, it's been hitting stuff okay. that's been really. It's, yeah, but I was told that there will be discomfort even though there's going to be lidocaine injected into the slice. Yeah. Um, I felt nothing, and I thought, wow, that stuff in the middle of my back was really great. Well, here's what I think happened. I don't think they ever gave me a lumbar epidural because. I think they fully intended to maim my entire spinal column. To, uh, and if it did work, then why would I need a second epidural? Right? If it had worked. And by the way, I went to my doctor after that first uh, lumbar epidural because I started getting pain to the right of my back, in the middle of my back. 
and I had no, I hadn't any pain there before. And what had happened was my muscle was con- expanding and contracting, ex- like it, it on its own. And so I went to my doctor because uh, I thought, you know, I don't know where my kidney is, and and you know, in boxing. You see guys uh, hit them in the back, and then they'll say, oh, a kidney shot. So I don't, you know, I had no clue. I thought, I said to my doctor, uh, maybe it's my kidneys. And she said, no, it's the muscle to the right of the middle of your back. And um, and I, she said, and I said, oh, really? And she And I told her about getting injured at work, and she said, be sure to tell your orthopedic surgeon when you have, when you see him next time. And um, so I did. I saw him uh, shortly later, maybe the next month, and I told him that I went, you know, just everything I told you guys. And uh, he said nothing and asked me no question. He said absolutely nothing and asked me no question. And now, the, and I, I remember, by the way, folks, throughout my entire um, um, uh, meetings with this orthopedic surgeon, I didn't have a good feeling, and I ignored my gut feeling. And my lesson to everybody who's listening is if you ever, I will never, ever ignore my gut feeling again. There was something wrong. There was something about him that was wrong, and I ignored it. You know why? Because he was a doctor. Exactly. Why would he want to destroy your back? What would he, What would be his purpose? Yeah, even it says here today. I don't know. That's a damn good uh, reason why. Our sedatives are rarely necessary as the epidural injection, sterile injection procedure is usually not uncomfortable, although it depends on where it's at, I guess. Well, to answer the other gal's uh, question, she said, why would he want to do that? Well, here's the deal. I found out just the other day. Now, mind you, after all of this, I started screaming bloody murder, and I went to my attorney, and then my back started heating up and felt like I was on fire. Um, uh, So uh, I accused them of maiming and battery, uh, assault and battery, maiming and battery, et cetera. So then they tried to lure me into the... uh, Typical psych evaluation. Well, I refused. I refused to go because um, something wasn't right about that, and I and I didn't trust even my own attorneys anymore. And um, later, I I got um, I hooked up with uh, some injured worker advocates who said they've been maiming injured workers for decades, and to to discredit them. They lure you into a psych evaluation where a medical uh, or a psych report will be issued indicating that you um, have psychotic or psychosis pain and that you're delusional. And, and oh, all of your accusations have no merit. Uh, I don't think so because if your doctor even referred you to have the epidural, then he did find something that he's okay. This is definitely going on. You've got the back pain. We've got X-rays. Oh yeah, I had MRIs. back pain, and I and I thought it was a good idea. I, I you know I heard some good things about uh, epidurals, and I was the only thing that I was worried about is that some people were dying back then from that um, fungus. Who were yeah, who well, were I, getting? I turned mine down. I've canceled my appointment. Yeah, I have one and I and I remember saying to my I remember saying to my orthopedic surgeon. Um, have they cleared up that fungus problem with uh, uh, epidurals? Because I don't want. Initially, I thought I had reservations. I thought I don't think I want to do it. And he said, Oh yeah, they cleaned out. 
that was a particular maker, and they've recalled all of that uh, steroid. And I said, so there's, uh, you know, no worries. And he said, no. But, you know, my thoughts are this. Another, re- uh, another uh, there could be many strategic reasons. Um, anyway, the injured worker advocate said once they get you into a psych evaluation wow. and they render you delusional, then they can uh, go back to court and say that you were never hurt, you know, you, you never had any of these pains and that they should be reimbursed for all of their costs. They essentially will either paint you as delusional or, or psychotic okay, or they will, they will you paint you now, but what you have to do now is as a liar, go, cheat, and a fraud. So, Well, we know anyway. all that, but the delusional bit is played all the time. And all right. Well, somebody had asked why do they do this. There's probably many strategic me. reasons. You need to go to different doctors and find a civilian, honest doctor who will evaluate you, and that is what yeah, you must exactly. do. I have gone to many, many doctors, and uh, again, um, my phone is tapped, my emails are hacked. I can't make an appointment to go uh, to get gas in the car without them following me. By the we way, we all have that. We yeah, okay. yeah so you're, you're telling they, me to they, go they to a know. different doctor. That hasn't phone. done me any good. Nobody's called me back. They're and I think that we what you're saying, ma'am, because on Hub Pages it describes the exact same thing. And yeah, I, I am uh, a my federal whistleblower. Is, There's good doctors and bad doctors, but they got you on a hit list. Yeah. That's the same thing on the back Exactly. Website. Yeah, die. They have you on it. Where you go, they're going to follow you. Yep. But going exactly. back to something before I got released. Um, I, I have even considered going out of the country ago. to get okay. medical treatment. Hear me on it. have something quick to say, and then I'll, I'll mute myself. Okay. We I'm need sorry. You know what? I'm going to mute because I've been talking too much here, and I don't want to take up too much more time. So anyway, I'm going to mute myself. Thank you for sharing that. And look up on... TI and what is the TI program? Because it tells you how bad the medical field's in it. But the only thing I'm going to say real quick before I mute myself is I noticed it about 10 years ago, and I tried it with more than one doctor. And then on full measure with um, Cheryl Atkins on um, Sunday News, and she's a government, um, and she exposes government uh, corruption. She even mentioned it on almost every document you sign today for the medical field is you are volunteering yourself as an experiment. You try to cross that out, initial it, and they will refuse to see you. They won't let you amend that contract. And the basic thing is there's a nomenclature in there that you can be part of an experiment. And that's how they're getting away with a lot of it. When, When that injured worker advocate told me that injured workers have been maimed for decades and then they're lured into um uh, psych evaluations. Um, it took me a little while to learn about um, uh, organized stalking. Then I thought to myself, could it be that workers' compensation, injured workers, are um, a pool of bodies for experimentation? Interesting. I don't know, and I don't know how you'd find out. You might talk to Darlene Myers. She got those papers from the Department of Defense where they ordered the experimentations could be done. She might know something more than what we know. 
I, I think I think that but that the is thing a possibility. I'm to tell you guys is start reading your paperwork that you sign every time you yeah. see a doctor. Yeah, you I was just signing in and, 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 and not reading. And Cheryl Atkins not lying no, to the American public either. To your lady wants to file a workman's compensation suit again. There are doctors in the country who do evaluations for you to go to court. And if you can find that list, and of course you have to pay them a lot. I did talk to um, um, uh, uh, many... med mal attorneys and stuff like that and it and i you know i have no money hon they just like donald trump said they took my money you know if you're at odds with yeah, someone take their money join the crowd they took my money is gone money. i have no income i don't have a dollar to my name and i would be homeless well, sometimes if it they for my will sister. do it on a contingency if you can find one who will do it on a contingency hmm. Then that's yeah, what you true. have to do. Just keep true. trying. And, and I was I was encouraged uh, by other attorneys who I described uh, all of the things that I'm going through to continue to call. But the reason, and I I said, well, she uh, uh, several of them said someone will take your case. You need to continue call, calling, but we're not taking your case. And I would ask why, and and they said because you're I'm still a, alive, and we I'm only take. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Uh, they the essentially essentially med mail attorneys will only take deaths or if they accidentally remove the wrong limb, slam dunkers. They said they will not take anything uh, that uh, is going to be work. that requires um, uh, um, yeah essentially requires work because ninety yep. percent yep. of the med mail cases that are filed mm-hmm. are thrown out of court. The the uh, doctors and hospitals and surgery centers okay, are are protected. About, They're protected big doctors. time. I'm not talking about lawyers. I'm talking about the doctors who might help you on a contingency. Oh, I know you have to have money. They won't take you on contingency. Well, there are some. Yeah, you have to have money. They're not gonna. They're not gonna do you any favors. By the way, I I um I signed up with um medical expert um uh, witnesses. And the cheapest one, I think, was $900 an hour. Yeah. So. Okay. Is um, is Savon still here? Okay. Well, I guess he uh, he has left. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Derek? Okay. Derek? Yes. Is, yes. Yeah. Hi. This is Melinda. I have a real quick question to ask uh, the people listening today or, or on the phone. Somebody on the one call last week mentioned there is a video on the protocol of uh, the characters of your circles and how they attack people on the fourth circle and then the third circle, three people away from you. Does that ring a bell with anybody? She said it's a really good video, and that is happening to me and uh, my uh, social spheres, and I would love to see that video. Um, does anybody remember it being mentioned on any of the calls, or did you mention it, anyone listening on the call? Okay, well, I haven't heard that. Um, Do you know what you I'm know, talking about? Like a protocol. It's like they pick uh, the fourth person in the fourth sphere and then the third one out from you. Um, and that is happening to me. 
and I would love to see that video. Well, that is happening to other people as well. So uh, if anyone, uh, it rings a bell that there is a video on it or what you would ask for if you put a YouTube search. Hmm. Anyway, uh, think about it, everybody, and if you hear anything, please uh, mention it on the calls. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you, Melinda. Melinda, I remember hearing something about that, and I'm looking at it for, for it right now. Uh, Circle yeah. of Friends for TIs. If I find something, I'll, I'll scream. Thank you so much, Linda. Oh. Thank you. I've just been throwing food out all day, so I'm not really with the call. Uh, the the re new refrigerator I got doesn't work, so <clears throat> I had to go buy another one for $400 more, and hopefully that one that they bring you tomorrow will work. Nightmare. Okay. Okay, good night. A new refrigerator doesn't work. Sounds like somebody got to it and did something you to it. You bet. Now, these yeah. are not new. These are This is from a scratch and dent one. So they're relatively new, but they have marks on them, so they're discounted. But, yeah, somebody got to it. Yeah. I just hope uh, tomorrow the one works. Because I'm living out of one-third of this new refrigerator, the bottom freezer. I've got no... I had to throw all the food out. It's really sickening. I don't know what the circle is you're talking about, one, two, three, four. But in the letters some years ago, Confessions of a Stalker, this man told how they classified people and put you in category one, two, three, four, as to how they were going to harass you. Is that what you're talking about? No, no. Oh, no. Okay, never mind. Forget it's it. How they attack your friends uh, in your circle, your close circle, the second circle, okay. the third circle. All right. No. No. Okay, I've been getting a lot of calls during the, the conference call, and one of them has to do with one of our uh, one of our GIs is in the county jail tonight. Mm. He was arrested, and but anyway, do we know uh, why? Do we know what happened? Well, it's a uh, complicated story, and. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I don't have all the details as yet. Um, I'm not sure how how we can help her, um, but um, apparently uh, she went to her brother's house and refused to leave, and and the cops came, and there were some outstanding warrants, and now she she ended up in the, uh, in the jail. So uh, I'm not sure how we can help her, but. I'll have to find out more details later. Is she at what state? Derek, I guess the first thing would be to find out whether or not she has a lawyer or if she's qualified to have a 
court appointed lawyer. Can you find that out the first thing in the morning? Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, she may end up having to spend a few months in jail. Um, maybe. I'm not sure. We'll have to see. Well, you can call the sheriff's office or you can call the magistrate's office or I don't know who's in charge of the jail, whoever's in charge of the jail. They usually don't tell you anything. But from somebody, find out if she has an attorney. If not, help her to get a court-appointed attorney immediately. Mm-hmm. Is this in California, Derek, did you say? Yeah. She's in, um, it's, I believe, I believe it's somewhere in Northern California where she's at. Mm. I don't know who it is. Do we know who it is? Um, her name is Najma. Oh, bless her heart. Wasn't she just in a mental hospital? She is in jail. Now, but I think she was in a mental hospital before. Oh, well, a while back. Yeah. At this time, it's but, more serious. Okay. And that's Northern... I don't know anything about the system up here. Mm-hmm. Um, are you a paralegal, um, Linda? Uh, you know, Derek, I, I, I worked kind of, I mean, I worked in the legal field for many, many years. I was a paralegal back then. I haven't done it for a long time, but I can, I kind of usually know where I can go find out information, you know, but I don't, oh, I, um, I more, I know more about civil law than, than criminal law. So. Oh, okay. But I can, I can, I can try. I just need to know where she is. Um, yeah, I have to find out um, okay. who can help her. Um, gosh. Is she anywhere near Amy in that group? Um, I'm not sure. Um, okay. Um, as I, w- I was told Sonoma County. Yeah. God, what is Somewhere up there. There used to be a fine T.I. lady that came on here from, um, uh, was it Oakland? What's the city just below San Francisco? Um, you mean San Jose? In San Jose, yeah. I don't remember who it was, but she was pretty good. The paralegal's gone. It might tell us well, if you if there's an outstanding warrant to pick you up. They usually put you in jail and hold you. So you have to get a lawyer immediately. Find out why she didn't pick it up, and post a bond. And someone qualified must take her, and that's usually the only way you get out. If she needs posting money and we have to all contribute, we can do that. And if everybody contributes a little bit, I don't know if she has any money. Need a bond. You need an attorney. And and if we can get one the first thing in the morning, that's what we need to do, Derek. And I don't know if there's anybody close to her who could go help her or not. 
Well, um, she was uh, supposedly uh, coming down here, and uh, if she had followed her plans, she probably uh, would not be in jail. But anyway, I'm not sure why she did what she did. Probably wanted to be heard, you know. Um, I've got, there's there's Sonoma County Sheriff's Office, Sonoma County North, Sonoma North County Detention. Um, Am I unmuted? Yep. Ah, the EMF Linda, and, you know, that's exactly where I am. Is Sonoma County, and Najma is a uh, friend of mine. Sorry to hear that she's been arrested, but I can find out a lot by just simply making one call to her roommate. Uh, this is the first I've heard. Uh, thanks for. Uh, I uh, I really don't have a lot of details. It was um, I just received a call uh, during the call. I just uh, clicked over and. And uh, some things were explained. Hmm. Um, I didn't uh, have time to go into a lot of detail. Um, I'm not sure if if um, if bail has been posted or how much it is or anything like that. Well, uh, I, I I kind of know what her financial situation is, and having been the subject of a wrongful arrest in the the local county jail. Uh, I, I learned what the procedure was. You know, when they told me they wanted, they were going to let me out there on my OR. I, I didn't know, didn't didn't know what that meant. I told them I didn't have any money, but you know, it turns out that they wanted to get me out of there on my own recognizance. Uh, 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 but I, I think that uh, you know she's got enough income to uh, get out that way herself. Um, so oh, anyway, uh, I can I can make one phone call and uh, find out what the situation is. I'm thinking that well I don't know I uh, if you uh, I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a phone call and and I'll, I'll maybe I'll catch you in a few a little bit. Uh, thanks for uh, mentioning this on the call, Derek. I wouldn't have known of Okay, yeah, we'll see what we can do to help. Yeah, whatever you can find out will be good. Okay. All right. That's what I'll do. Hopefully her brother won't press charges. Hopefully, you know. Oh, yeah, well, there's a... uh, uh, a, He lives uh, a little south of here, and uh, he... Well, anyway, they've had a... You know how family things, you know, like uh, uh, expectations are not always fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I, I uh, don't know that his intent is uh, really good. Uh, well, anyway, let me let me uh, let me uh, call her roommate, who will let me know what exactly is going oh, on. God. Here we go, those chemicals again. All right, go call and call us back real quick, would you? Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right. Thanks, Linda. Uh, Derek, carry on. Thank you. Derek, I'm going to tell you something, if I may. I don't know if I should or not, but I will. Every hour I get chemicals put in my ductwork of my townhouse. Saturday night, they pump smoke in my house three times. 
The third time it set off the fire alarm. And these people are doing it, I think, to try and set the place on fire. So if anything happens, I want to tell you, and you know about it, and that's what they do. Her Can name is Jennifer White, and his name is David White, and she says she works for the Sheriff's Department. And she's always telling me, don't do this, don't do that, I'll take you back to court. Hmm. Can I just uh, say something to that man who said he had smoke? <clears throat> Do you see the smoke is visible, or is it just the smell of smoke? Smell. Well, it's just kind of, I think I think you can see it. It'll just get sort of foggy, but doesn't okay. Because like... uh, one of the one of the most profa- one of the most common tactics they use against me is malodorant, and it can be electronically beamed even into a moving car, uh, into my home, into my uh, right under my nose if I'm out, outdoors walking around. They've used uh, the smell of uh, burning wood, uh, lighter fluid, gasoline. Uh, most commonly, they use the smell of skunk. Um, they've used the smell of vanilla sugar and, and chicken bouillon. And it's it literally they can just beam it right under my nose or they can fill my entire apartment with the odors. Uh, one day they uh, skunked us right out of the apartment and uh, they also ex- skunked the exterior of the building all the way out into the parking lot. And my neighbors walking around outside could smell it as well. And uh, so it's it's not something that, um, but there's no uh, like for the smell of smoke. There's no there's no fog. There's no smoke per se. Just the odor, and and That's the, the odor can be I very have. very strong and intense and enveloping, or it can be just right under my nose to annoy the hell out of me. So there is technology, uh, and it's for crowd control, but they're using it against us as as uh, TIs. Uh, for harassment or whatnot. No, this is deliberate smoke. Okay, so you're actually seeing the smoke. It's put in plastic tubing, which is already installed in the ductwork, because I know which duct it comes out of. Technically, it could be a neighbor. I I know it's a neighbor through the wall. Yeah. Yeah, mine is done by a satellite. Mine's done by a satellite or or uh, drones. No, no, this is no satellite. This is two people next door. For me, I mean, I know what yours might be, but I don't know what you can do about it if you're riding around in your car. Yeah, the, it, they can they can do it even when I'm um, driving in my car. Here's what they did. They did it to me uh, driving in the car, so I put all the windows down uh, to get the smell out. And uh, then when I tried to put up the windows, all but uh, one of the windows would go up, so they screwed with the the window so that I couldn't, you know, I've, I've managed to figure out how to get the window to go up and down now. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just um, supposed to torment me and harass me, but, um, yeah. yeah. So but when um, it's serious, it's not funny anymore. And they're trying to prove that I'm not capable of maintaining my townhouse, therefore you belong in a mental ward. Huh. They're doing all the things that See, that's, are going that's on. To keep us, that's to keep us in check is to threaten us with those uh, 
And unfortunately, this is like I tell uh, people around us and like many people are, are saying, as citizens of this country, we are losing our rights to even, oh, you know, pretty I'm soon they're going to take that. away free speech. And then essentially, way past that. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. say that again? I said forget that. We're so far past that. We've been doing this for 10 years. <laughs> but I can't do anything about that. That's too big for me. Um, that's okay. Uh, you know, I, I understand. I, I, I'm just saying that, um, we as TIs where we don't want to be, we don't want to keep ourselves open uh, or closed to networking with other people with different causes, like people who object to losing their privacy. Uh, you know, we have lost our privacy. That is an aspect of what we're going through. So uh, networking with people uh, who are focused on other causes may actually help us and help us to um, help us even greater because then we'll be greater in numbers. If people find, you know, if we join with other causes, groups with other causes, and they see what we're going through, they may realize they may be the first one to believe us because they see that they're losing their privacy or they're losing their rights to say no to vaccines or, you know, and so on and so on. So um, whistleblowers, for example, we should join with whistleblower groups so that they can see, you know, I'm a whistleblower. And and honestly, before I was injured at work, uh, I believe I was targeted. Uh, I was was already a targeted individual and, and getting injured at work um, <clears throat> was um, an, another opportunity uh, for them to target me uh, in a different way, except that my employer joined with them because they were also, all of my employers have one common denominator, and that's a major title company here in California. And I think that's who put me in the program, is a major title company. So, um, um Anyway, uh, that's what I had to say. And you had mentioned that one day they uh, they did um, burning the the odor of burning electrical wires. And I had called the fire department, and uh, I had said, "Listen, um, this may just be another malodor, and I'm a targeted individual, or there could be a fire behind the wall, and there and the wires are burning." And instead of sending the fire truck, they sent the ambulance for a 5150. <laughs> so um, uh, so I had to, yeah, I mean, so and, and guess what? It, there was never a fire. She a fire next, that, she's called them next door and fakes it, and she's done it seven times. <laughs> yeah, so now, now I tell, um, when they showed up, when they uh, showed up, I said, you know, I will never call the fire department again. Because there was no reason for you to call an ambulance. Uh, so, and I told the uh, apartment complex they know that I'm a TI, and I explained it at length to them. And um, I said, I'm sorry to tell you this, but uh, I don't care if the place is burning down. I'm not calling the fire department. <laughs> you know, because I don't. <laughs> You know, I mean, uh, if you're trying to deter me from doing, no, I mean, I I probably would. If I knew it was, if I saw flames, I would call the fire department. But I'll never announce to 
these people that I'm a targeted individual because that is a code word for uh, further harassment and um, um, loss of liberty. Loss of liberties, you know. They're, uh, but that goes to show you that even the fire department dispatch is a part mm -hmm. of this program. Mm -hmm. And after that happened, I wrote them, I called, actually called them, and then wrote to them, and I said, I want a copy of your manual. I want to know why a um, an ambulance was uh, sent. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that's another letter that I that I have, and I got a response from them that was, um, uh, they wouldn't let me have their manual. Um, you know, they were on, in defense mode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't remember um, exactly what the letter uh, read, but it's here somewhere. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, I used to be a very organized FTO officer and manager, and because of all of this, um, you know, I have. I have a lot of organizing to do, not only with uh, uh, my workers' comp claim, but with all this TI and me following up. Um, so interestingly enough, um, uh, you know, it goes to show you not just the federal government, but the local government officials are part of um, Yes, are part of this. They're, yes, all, they they're are. all incorporated. Well, they all get um, they all get money from the Department of Homeland Security. Well, they also and, you get tagged the minute you move into it into a county. You are tagged. Every every yeah. you are tagged. You know, yeah. but everybody knows that. And if it was First American Title that you worked for, I guarantee you they are involved. I don't know what title you worked for, but how, it, how, uh, that's an interesting thing that you said yeah. that. Now, why would you say that? Can I because ask? Because they've been playing games with my properties because of this situation. It has years ago with a lawyer that was my deceased husband's former law partner, and that goes on and on and on. But he got mad that I didn't let him keep everything, and he—I think he was the first person that put me on the list. And he was trying to forever take my properties. Um, and um, First American was right in there helping him. They're quite a company. Isn't that interesting? That was I, I can't tell you, um, but yeah. I find that very interesting. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, I worked for a company who um, was uh, where a... Uh, co-worker of mine uh, said a disparaging comment about that particular title company, mm -hmm. and it was so bad, yeah. uh, uh, I thought, well, and she had worked with uh, that company for many, not uh, at, but with, mm -hmm. for many, many years um, in conjunction with that company and, and her husband. Um, was the general manager of the title company that was underwritten, mm -hmm. and uh, they did not. I mean, it, it was very strong what she said. I yeah. won't tell you what she said because well, I don't. I don't like. I don't know. Uh, uh, I can only imagine. From what I experienced, I can only imagine. <laughs> Frankly, yeah, yeah. Um, this is recorded, so I I don't want to yeah. say anything okay. here. Yeah. I understand. Um, in other words, I'm not the only one who feels that way about them. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, 
Yeah. Well, uh, I'm so, you know, um, one of the things that I learned, uh, or I shouldn't say I learned, that I have heard mm-hmm. is that uh, law firms and attorneys mm-hmm. have um, access to these programs. Mm-hmm. Um, sure and um, the title company that I believe is responsible uh, for putting me into this program um, uh, in particular, um, the chairman of the board or someone representing himself to be that person called me at my escrow office one day where I was managing and had uh, a conversation with me. And I I was weirded out because why would the chairman of the board of this major title company call me and have this, um, I can't even tell you what, what he said, but I remember, uh, this I remember. He was trying to impress me with who he was. Hmm. And when I hung up the phone, I thought, huh, I didn't know what to think about it. I was taken aback, and then, you know, days later, I thought, why would he do that? Why would he call me and try to impress me with who he was as though he were and he is powerful. I mean, if you're the chairman of the board of a major title company, you're a powerful person. Mm-hmm. And he was an attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then I find out later through the years, uh, um, many, many years later in 2014, that I'm a TI. Uh, and this is, of course, after I've already been maimed through workers' compensation medical procedures. And that same title company has a business relationship with uh, several of my former employers, including the one I blew the whistle on, and he sat in front of me one day when I told him I resigned because um, he hadn't balanced the escrow trust account in more than two and a half years. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and uh, and there were erroneous charges on each and every file ah. for the last two and a half years. And, uh, and, you know, I, uh, all I said was, hey, you know what, let's just balance this account and uh, return the money. <laughs> and uh, that was not going to happen, so I couldn't work there. But um, on the day that I resigned, he said, if you tell anyone of the, the condition of our trust account or the goings-on here, I and my friends in high places will make your life very difficult. Wow. And I thought, and I took, and I and I took it with a grain of salt because I knew nothing about organized stocking. I thought, what is he going to try to keep me from getting a job? Right. You know, I have right. a, a very good resume and a great reputation um, for being ethical and a great escrow officer and manager. So, um, you know, this shouldn't be a problem. So I, I didn't um, think anything of it, although it was. Um, I believe that, um, you know, I didn't know anything about TI, that I was already a TI. Uh, so when he said that, uh, and I thought about his friends in high places, it was still at this, uh, it was the, it happened to be the same title company that I believe was targeting me. Wow. That had called, you know, the chairman of the board had called me years earlier and made that weird call to me. You know, what, what the hell? You know, that, that's yeah. an odd call. Why would he call a, an escrow uh, manager? Um, and try to impress her with who he was. You know, he was probably sizing you up. I think um, I think it was an indirect. Uh, I think he wanted me to know 
uh, how powerful he was. And that one day when I realized that he had put me into this program and targeted me, I would I would look back and know that it was him. I think that's the whole purpose of the call. Wow. And now, and, and today, that's exactly what I think. When I look back on through the years, uh, that title company was always there, wow. always there. Um, and there were just little odd oddities. And, uh, and then something major happened, and, uh, and then I knew. Um, uh, another attorney that worked with that title company would show up at meetings that I would go to with realtors. And it was highly unusual for uh, an attorney who works for a title company to show up at meetings where real estate agents pitch their properties. And, uh, you know, I would go for PR purposes because I wanted their escrow, you know. So I would go and shake their hands and say, hi, I'm so-and-so with this escrow company and I'd love to have your business or, you know, whatnot or make small talk and, and, you know, it's PR. Mm -hmm. And uh, all of a sudden... This guy starts showing up at uh, the the realtor meetings that I go to, and uh, and inside, and me, mind you, I still don't. Nobody's ever educated me on uh, organized stalking yet, but I know inside me that he's following me, mm-hmm. and, and I know that at that point, I I knew that this title company uh, had some. Um, gripe with me and and uh but I didn't know why, except that after um after I blew the whistle on my employer who didn't um balance the trust account in more than two and a half years and there were erroneous charges um I couldn't figure it out, but then I watched one of these um organized stocking um uh, videos and I don't know if it was uh, a military gal. I've I listened to her audio tape, uh, McKinney or someone else. They said, "Okay, think back to where you think you became a TI, and then just go a little bit further back, and then a little bit further back until there, you can't go any further back." And I did that, and I remembered something that was never meant to step on their toes. It was just me doing my job, but it pissed, it might have pissed them off. And that's when, years ago, the title companies started coming out with this extended homeowner's policy. And um, they wanted their title reps to sell it to the realtors. And that's all well, good, and fine, as long as somebody agrees to pay for it. Because as escrow holder, I have to know who to charge a buyer or a seller. And we didn't have any written boilerplate written instructions, but one of the title companies mandated that unless you have a uh, the buyer um signing a waiver that they were going to impose and mandate that their extended homeowners policy be the policy that's issued at the close of escrow along with the increased fee. Well, when that happened, I thought, well, as an escrow holder, I need to have written instructions. So um, I developed uh, just a paragraph that that, and I put it in my escrow instructions every time this title company uh, was on my contract, and I and I indicated that it is mandated by this particular title company, and that um, 
since the seller had not agreed to it, either the buyer signs the waiver or they pay the increased fee, mm -hmm. which is the proper thing to do as an escrow holder. You know, not just blindly charge somebody and, and don't tell them that you charge them an extra 10%. Right. Um, and um, I was putting that in my escrow instructions, and then one day uh, it was gone from the computer. Wow. And, yeah, it was out of our computer at work. And I thought, wow, the boss never even said anything. You know, she never came to me and said, you know, don't do that anymore. But I think uh, that's when I became um, a TI without tactics, so to speak. In other words, I became surveilled. They took bit. it. You got it they took bit. it personally, probably. Well, you have sort integrity. Of, you know, yeah. they don't, or a lot of them don't. So. You know, that makes you the odd guy out. And so that, when I go back, you know, like just that, like that person said, just go a little bit further back. Mm -hmm. That is, that is my dead end. Yeah. That right there was my dead end. And and, um, and then I, and that's when I started thinking, oh yeah, that's right. And then I started remembering little nuances of weird things or how I felt, you know, about things. And you know, like I said. Never ignore your gut instincts because, you know, it's there for a reason. And um, uh, I didn't ignore my uh, gut instincts when I started realizing that title company had something, you know, against me. But I, I kind of ignored it because I couldn't think of a reason why except these little hiccup, you know, and it's not even a hiccup. I did the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I had written instructions to do something so that, you know, uh, it was disclosed to the buyer. And, and being an escrow holder uh, and a neutral party, I had to put it in my escrow instructions so that both buyer and seller would see, um, you know, who's getting charged what. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, I can't go any further back. I don't know uh, any other thing. And since um, this has been happening, I swear, each and every time I turn around, it's that, that title company. And then, um, and then there were little hints that it was them. Or the only other thing I can think of is that somebody else who's painting them to look bad in my eyes and, to, and, and is setting them up for, um, for me um, thinking that it is them, but there were just too, there was just too many nuances that I mean, with the attorney showing up at the meetings that I was going to, and then the um, chairman of the board calling me out of the blue, um, and I, 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 um, I mean, I could just go on, but who cares, right? I mean, I, I, I could just go on, but. I, I don't know. I, I, I often ask other people, why is it you believe that you were targeted? And we hear um, from other TIs that, oh, they're a whistleblower, or I've, I, I've uh, spoken to other injured workers online who are targeted. Um, I've uh, watched videos uh, where uh, there was this one gal who's a TI uh, that's expecting a check from an insurance carrier. Um, and then I watched another video where a guy was talking about his friend who was a TI who died, 
and he became a TI because he stood up for his friends. And um, he also said insurance companies are notorious for putting people, for targeting people, not putting them into the program. That would be incorrectly stated. But he had indicated that insurance carriers are. So interestingly enough, mine's a title insurance carrier. Mm -hmm. Um, um, And then there's the workers' compensation insurance carrier. And then there's the state of California uh, different agencies that seem to, uh, um, in my view, I observe them participating in um, verbal tactics. Uh, for example, when I contacted the um, California De- uh, Department of Industrial Relations regarding my workers' comp appeals board uh, issues and, and the fact that um, I've been uh, a target that uh, of many crimes in my workers' compensation claim, um, I would tell the INA people on the phone, and it was uh, they choose they would look up your your case, and then they would know what to say to you. And I would get the, oh, you're just paranoid. Oh my gosh, isn't that so typical of of um, of being a TI that they'll tell you you're paranoid? Oh, uh, we don't believe in conspiracy theories. I can't tell you how many times I heard that. Mm-hmm. from people in in um, certain agencies in the California state government. So, uh, you know, uh, what can we do? Uh, that's why I said if, if our federal government is funding these programs because there's some sort of experiment going on or maybe because our federal government wants to be, to be corporate-friendly, and uh, is allowing this to happen um, uh, to uh, Americans, um, then maybe we need, you know, I, uh, I mean, how sad we would need to go outside of our nation. How sad is that? You know, our nation is supposed to, to be the example to the world of being free and, uh, you know, the land of the free and the brave. But, my God, that is not what we are anymore. We're not free. We have no privacy. Our liberties uh, are uh, systematically being taken away from us. Uh, Medical, um, you know, you can't even trust your medical doctor. If you can't trust your doctor, who can you trust, you know? Who can you trust? There's a a question from the chat, and... um we have about two hours left in the call tonight, and I was wondering if someone's going to be um, opening a call after this one. Yeah, you can't get to your food. Okay. So if if so, then um, uh, hopefully someone will speak up um, between now and then. We still have a couple hours. Um, you know, this is a holiday weekend, and I was wondering um, how people spent their holiday. Were they with family? Were they... Uh, doing things. Um, how was your holiday uh, today? Go ahead, someone. I've talked enough. <laughs> well, I I've stayed home like I usually do. I, I just I I'm unfortunately still isolating, and I need to stop. Well, I tried to stop it, but then then they made it real clear that they that I would be hurt or my animals would be hurt if I left if I kept. I was going to AA meetings, and it was doing me a lot of good. 
and um, I've been sober for 37 years, but it, the meetings are really, they're very helpful. And um, these people, I mean, my dogs were, it, it was a nightmare. So I, I'm staying home again. They are mean people. So that was my joyous comment. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, well, the reason I ask is because, well, in my particular situation, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm far from family, so um, I usually spend holidays, you know, alone or, or something, sitting in front of the computer or something. Me too. But um, I don't know if everyone else is in that situation. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have family anymore, except for my son, and he lives somewhere else, so I, I don't have family anymore. They've kind of been taken over by whatever, and uh, so we just don't communicate so no i'm i'm with the computer too you know oh wow hmm. sorry about that sorry that you're isolated i'm isolated too kind of for a different reason but i just spent time i have to sell my house i've had to sell my horse i had to sell my car now i have to sell my house and it's just another time before i'm living out of my car and um that I'm just trying to enjoy what I have until I have to sell my house. Uh, who's living in the, Who's living in the car? I I will be. It's just a matter of time. But you know, oh. I, I have a different situation. I have a dirty cop on me that is on the, you know, supposedly other, you know, the good guy side, but he's not. He's uh, he's just an unbearable, unbelievable nightmare, and, um, you know, I have, huh? Where are you located? I'm in Tucson, and, you know, like I said a hundred times, I have police protection, but this cop knows everything and has known everything about gang stalking for a long time, so not only am I gang stalked, but I have a dirty cop on me who uses every gang stalking technique against me. And my sister supports him, and that's why I'm losing everything. And it's just a, it's just a matter of time before I'm living out of my car, and he'll still be on me. And uh, I'll probably end up in jail, at least for a while, uh, by the time he's done. He's uh, brutally vicious, just brutal, just unbelievable. I, I'd rather die by gang stalkers than this cop. Um, he ruined my life. Uh, he and my sister ruined, ruined, destroyed my life. I'm sorry to oh. hear that. Thank you. I, I, on on another on the flip side, um, the police here in Anaheim, um, they haven't harassed me, and I have um, when I have had to call them for um, uh, vandalism in my car. Um, mm-hmm. They know exactly what, you know, I, I start describing what I'm going through, and then I, the first uh, police officer that came by, uh, I said, in case you haven't, uh, in case you're wondering, yes, I'm a targeted individual. And you know what he said? Instead of denying it or saying you're paranoid or delusional, he said, I gathered that. He knew, and he didn't deny it. He knew exactly what I was talking about. And the second one uh, didn't deny it either. He said, um he said um, uh, when they broke into my car again, and I have a rag top, and they cut 
the top of my rag top. Mind you, I the insurance I have is liability only. My sister pays for it because I haven't had an income in years, you know, um, except for uh, uh, some money that um, I got from the workers' comp people, but um, that was so minimal. Um, he uh, he said, well, uh, he didn't deny or pretend like he didn't know what the organized stalking was. He said, uh, I don't think this is part of your targeting uh, or something like that. And he said, uh, this Anaheim is known for uh, break-ins, for uh, vandalism and car break-ins. He said, uh, I wouldn't uh, attribute this as part of your stalking. And, well, he uh, may be right. He may not be. Did, did he so they, they don't scared? deny it. But did he sound sincere that he actually knew what what it was? No, he, he said, I don't think. Uh, he said, I don't think this is part of your stalking or something well, it, like that. It might not be because, I mean, that is big business and cutting rag tops, are, I think, is fairly common. But, uh, I mean, either he was just being nice or he actually does know in which one. Oh, no, they, 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 they both, the way they responded uh, when I said organized stalking, they didn't, you know, it wasn't, I was just, I didn't just say I'm being stalked. I said I'm a targeted individual and, um, you know, I'm a victim of organized stalking. And uh, they responded, like, in, intelligently, like they knew exactly what I was talking about. Wow, good. Hey, excuse me, um, this is... They were very nice. They were super nice. Mm-hmm. Can you mm-hmm. hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Uh, Hi, if that. you don't mind, excuse me for interrupting, but if I could sure. just... Briefly, uh, give you a little bit of a report, what I found out about Najma, and then you can uh, carry on. Is that okay? Sure. Okay. Yep. So, okay. I I, uh, I spoke with her roommate, who is just a wonderful person and has been, well, more or less, pretty much taking care of her, more or less, for uh, years now. And and uh, uh, Najma is, is uh, in, in Lake County, which is the county north of... Sonoma County in Northern California. Uh, she is she is in jail, and she's going to have an arraignment tomorrow. And uh, she was arrested because I guess she's uh, had has outstanding warrants. Uh, she didn't show up for court twice uh, on a vehicle things. Her vehicle uh, has been impounded. And it is a couple hundred miles away south, not near where it's a totally different county, near her brother, actually, who, who, uh, who, who, um, well, in any event, uh, the the fees, she she left, um, she left uh, her roommate and was heading apparently down toward Jew, uh, Derek, uh, that was the the plan, I guess, and so she stopped. Uh, she made a couple of stops along the way and, and spent a few nights. Uh, uh, and um, uh, well, anyway, she um, anyway uh, 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 the police were called on her. Uh, well, actually, because she refused to leave, uh, actually, and so. They uh, they ran her license plate and and found out about these warrants and somehow she got transported up to Lake County where the warrants uh, were issued 
and and so that's where she is now. She has a friend who will be there at the arraignment with her uh, tomorrow, who also has offered to, to let her stay with uh, him. She she stayed at his place for a longtime friend. So that that is that. Apparently, there's something like a gee, something like forty thousand dollar bond. Uh, uh, for her, and since she didn't show up for court a couple of times, that's probably the explanation why it's so high. Um, and let's see. Oh, all of her stuff is in the car because she was like moving uh, very near you, Derek, apparently, uh, to Malika's. I don't know that person. Yeah, yes. She was on her way down here to uh, to be with uh, Malika, and they were planning to get an apartment or something like that. Um, and Malika's kind of been expecting her, and so I'm not sure why she why she didn't leave when she was requested uh, to leave, because uh, you know she would probably be uh, almost here by now. So I'm not sure uh, what happened, but uh, I will inform Malika uh, when it's happened um, because she's been kind of expecting her for maybe um, a week or so. Right, right. She ended up sp- spending, a, apparently her brother uh, uh, said that she, she, uh, he couldn't let her stay at his place because he's got a wife and kids and she's... she's um, He's targeted. Anyway, so he, he paid for a hotel for three nights. And uh, 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 so, but she insisted. Yeah, on- and, yeah, so at that point, maybe she should have come down this way, I think. One would think. One would think. But as it ends up, you know, uh, she got separated from her her car, which now is sort of a, a, you know, she had all of her belongings. I've mentioned before, she's an author. She's brilliant, you know. And all, everything she salvaged from the fire uh, and everything she owns is in the car, which has been impounded. And apparently there was a $400 uh, tow fee and then an $85 a day uh, storage fee. And... Uh, uh, her roommate says the car, you know, can be replaced, but her writing and stuff, the rest of her personal belongings that's in the car cannot be. So um, I don't. I think there's maybe somebody in place uh, near Milpitas where the vehicle's in being held that, you know, if I think if they had the, uh, I don't know if they've got any, you know, money to help her out, get the car out or not, but there is that. Uh, and let's see. Uh, well, what else? What else does anybody want to know? Wow, bless her heart. Mm. Uh, hey, Linda, it's Flo. Hey, Flo. Very interesting, uh, uh, you know, what you're talking about. I, I didn't know about this. Well, neither did I <laughs> until Derek mentioned it tonight. Uh-huh. Okay. So, um, I'll be right back, you guys. I'll be right back. 
does anybody else have any any questions? That, that, I was uh, wondering, maybe, maybe she didn't start on down when she should have because she might have needed gas money or traveling money of some type. I don't know how, how many hours it takes to get from well, A to B. I, I, but. No, I think that she should have had enough money because uh, it turns out that she didn't pay her half of this month's rent to her, her uh, roommate. She she should have had enough money because she didn't pay her rent. Okay. Huh. All right. Well, yeah. You know, and I think you know the 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 first of the month, third of the month, is when. Uh, yeah, everybody gets their. Right. Their checks or their direct right. deposited. So, right. Huh. I just feel sorry for her because whatever place she was at, she was probably just so frustrated and it's so hard to believe when you get rejected by so many people you know you just like can't you believe me can't you hear me you know i i just uh, have empathy for her i don't even know her but i i could see her if she didn't leave that it's like come on you know give me a chance or something like that and they're just not doing it well you know uh that is what her her um her wonderful or uh her then buddhist buddhist uh, roommate uh suggested that that maybe she's you know kind of orchestrated this so that she would end up in court because you know she is uh she's she's been an activist forever and and she she wants to be heard uh the, the this TI issue and so mm-hmm. who knows maybe she has kind of orchestrated this in a way uh not intentionally, I don't think. Well, I don't but, know. Uh, She's been in uh, institutions, you know, psychiatric four times now. Oh. Yeah, so have I. Thanks to my sister. Yeah. She's a gem. Yeah, well, she's got anyway, all her facts, I mean, you know. Right. She's got patents and everything. You know, it's it's not like she doesn't have a, a, a facts, you know. Uh, 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 you know, she's... She's armed with facts, and she's just, uh-huh. you know, she's just she's trying to get the information out. Well, well, that's pretty brave. She is. It's just so impossible to try to explain this. I have tried. I've tried. So, so... I, uh, Linda and everyone, my name's Flo in Phoenix, Scottsdale, and uh, I'm an IV, ITV targeted victim. Um, there was a directed energy weapon aimed at me the end of April that knocked me down. Luckily, Barry Trower in England, the scientist, had warned me uh, that that could happen, so I was prepared to get out of the way of it. So I know what it is now and they were targeting my cat shelter for three years as per the General Dynamics contract with the U.S. Air Force for $50 million, um, between 2013 and 2027 to radiate whole animals and humans. So in case of war, they already know how to kill the enemy, but they already knew. So, But uh, today I spent the holiday making Xerox copies at Office Max. Luckily it was open of a... Coast of a um, maritime naval military document from 1971 to 2 that a former Marine had emailed me. 
So I printed it out for EMF Linda today, and I uh, just did the first 15 pages of 106 because the uh, rest of the pages after page 14 are just about 2,300 references okay. on the ill effects of pe on people of microwave irradiation, uh, 71 to 2, and it lists five pages of illnesses in order of categories, the visual, five illnesses, uh, the worst would be the cataract, irreversible damage, causing cataracts. Uh, the cardiac lists five things, and page five, liver problems, which I didn't know was listed there, five things. So it goes gastrointestinal, fertility, more girls born, born than boys, killing the um, sperm cells and stuff like that. So I have that document, and that's what I spent the holiday doing with Xeroxing this. So I can mail it and hand it out. And I made 200 copies back to back, so it's 100, of two different flyers about the plastic head used for all wireless devices. The plastic head with water in it for six minutes with a cell phone to its uh, fake ear in a sterile laboratory environment with no antennas. So if the temperature didn't rise one or two degrees after six minutes of a cell phone being on to its fake ear, all wireless devices are considered safe. Wi-Fi, cell towers, smart meters, because of this FCC.gov plastic head. So uh, Curtis Bennett said, if I get to the city council with the document from the Naval Military uh, um, Microwave Irradiation Report, the plastic head information photograph, and a copy of the letter on thermoguy.com that says that since 2011, he's been teaching medical academia credits for renewal hours for all medical professionals on energy medicine, which means how to save yourself once you're electrocuted by all these wireless devices. And the med medical doctors get actual renewal hours, plus the World Health Organization recognizes electrohypersensitivity as a legal impairment. So with those three documents, anybody would see that all of these microwaves are illegal. So once the people perpetrating this and, and entrenching people and blackmailing them into saying it's safe and okay, uh, once those people are acknowledged and pointed out and hopefully incarcerated or judged, then I think the rest of the thing, the TI thing, the whole thing will fall like a house of cards because these 20 people are holding everyone hostage and that's what Barry Trower, the scientist microwave warfare expert in the UK has said many times. Or, but, can I add to that, Tara? Um, yes. Or, like guns, those who have these uh, technologies, uh, this advanced weaponry, weaponry uh, will have to have a license, just like a gun. Yeah, that and, makes sense. They're just trying to just, uh, people are just dying in their swimming pools here in the mansion, Paradise Valley. They're just yeah. dead, floating in their pools. They have put the taser meters right on the water pipes now. That's right. Our utility so, uh, companies have become our own assailants, which, yes. by the way, I'm sorry to say our government has, too. Yes, you're absolutely right. Utility companies, by the way, are the top 
are in the top five list of major campaign contributors in the United States. In fact, um, remember long ago we were talking about trying to get some housing together, maybe some land, putting RVs or building cabins and stuff. There was a gal in Florida who, you know, uh, didn't have a whole lot of money. So over time she built, uh, uh, she built into her already online sort of home off-grid devices uh, for heating and whatnot, water, etc. And um, the electric company, over uh, a period of time, wanted to figure out how come her account wasn't turned on. Well, she had had it turned off because she was off the grid. And they took her to the city council. And, oh, and this is very, very interesting. They took her to the city council, um, and they could not win there because she had liberty in in the United States to be off-grid. So then they looked up an international law, our our, uh, Florida utility company, and they won by utilizing that that international law. I don't know what the heck it was. And now that woman has to have her electricity turned on. Well, that is an interesting story. Yes, indeed, it is. You know, and and you've probably heard my story about how I kept uh, kept uh, uh, the the smart meters out of the largely out of the 60-unit uh, apartment complex for uh, five years simply by threatening to expose their asses. What are smart me- meters? I don't know what those are. It's the same thing Flo is talking about the taser meters, the wireless. It's where your your uh, your energy, your uh, gas and electric uh, use is is uh, uh, metered wirelessly. There is no longer a meter person to come out and read the meter. It's all done uh, with microwave radiation, which just happens to go through your, your space and your bodies. Well, there was a woman who recently won um, uh, some sort of uh, court case against um, uh, some Wi-Fi company or something because she, uh, now it's recognized Wi-Fi or electromagnetic energy is harmful to our health, and it is case law. Yeah, well, that's, that's what Linda's talking about with Lloyds of London and then, then uh, uh, refusing to ensure damage done, fires and so forth, and injuries by uh, EMF uh, and microwave uh, radiation. And then Flo, she's got a nice, uh, nice little story how she prevailed. Uh, uh, Flo, yeah. Uh, well, why don't you tell them how you got your uh, analog meter back? Oh, by hook or by crook? Well, uh, one way or luckily, another, you got it. Yeah, luckily in hello. Yeah. Yeah, in Arizona, by some pure chance, we're allowed to get the safe meter back. And some people who knew in 09 what was happening were able to keep their safe meter back. There's so much information I've gathered about these taser meters, I call them. Uh, They go through people's houses, 700 houses, to a collector house. So that has an extra transmission in it. So all the data of appliance usage and energy usage goes through 700 houses to the collector house who is not told that they're living in an MRI. 
And then the, all those 700 information goes to a utility pole, which sends it to the FBI, the appliance manufacturing third party, and the utility company, which while it's going through the air as microwave, uh, which any RF meter could pick up, hackers can hack into it, find out your appliance usage when you're not home, or can remotely shut your power off if they don't like you, or they could shut power off to it, the nuclear facility, which is the plan for the fault line along the Mississippi, all those nuclear plants. That's in Ilana Freelance's book, Chemtrail Tarp and the Full Spectrum Dominance of Planet Earth. She wrote that in 2014. And in the end, she ties it the smart grid as uh, splitting the U.S. by creating an ocean where the Mississippi is, and four, uh, seven million people would be displaced. So I'm trying to prevent that. Right, Flo, get back and tell the story about how you kept your smart, uh, your analog meter, would you? Tell, tell them how you got your analog. I didn't, I didn't keep it. They took it away, but I got it back after being electrocuted first five years with a semi-taser analog, transmitting with an antenna so they could read it from the alley. And then they stuck a smart meter on telling me it was going to be an analog because I was warned in 09 by a friend of mine that the smart meters are coming around and they're bad. I didn't really understand about what microwave weaponry was at the time, you know. So um, he calls me up in early 2010, said they're coming to your neighborhood. Refuse it. Say, no smart meter, analog only. So the guy came. He was waiting for me because the cat shelter was trellised in with this plastic trellising which anyone could rip off and the meter was inside the handyman had extended the shelter out on the other side of the meter so he had to come onto my property through the cat shelter into the back patio to change the meter I said well no smart meter analog he goes smart meter what's that I don't even know what that is he said come come to my truck I'll show you what I'm giving you so I follow him to the truck. It's the same guy that gave me the semi-taser uh, five years earlier. And he opens the back seat, and there's a big carton with analog meters facing up, about a dozen. These were the meters he took off of my neighbor's houses without them being home and slapped a, 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 ta a digital wireless uh, weapon on their houses. So I, he said... He lifts one up. He said, see? Oh, he said, you must be talking about a digital readout. You don't see anything digital on this, do you? It has the little wheels. I said, no. He said, well, this is the one I'm giving you. So uh, show me through the house. And, you know, I went. I brought in all the cats that I weren't allowed out. I had to put them in and then shut the window and the door and take them out there and lock up behind them so they don't get out because some cats are allowed out and some are not allowed out. So he does his thing, and I was perfectly content with him upgrading. The, it didn't, I didn't understand it, that what he was really doing. So my friend called me, so did you check to see what he did? 
I said, no, he's my utility man. I trust him. Everything's fine. He showed me the meter he was giving me. It didn't have a digital readout. He goes, but did you look on your wall and see what it was? Because it's like nine feet up. You know, you can't just not eye level it. Yes, I saw it. Uh, It's fine. You know, I just wanted to, how could she insult my utility person? Four and a half years later, people, uh, I'm electrocuted half to death. I'm paralyzed. I'm seizing, seizuring. I don't remember anything. I couldn't read. I couldn't research my World War II book that I just finishing up. Um, I, couldn't, I couldn't function. I lost work. Uh, the client said, oh, she fell asleep in the living room before her show. Uh, we can't use her anymore at a nursing home. So, are you saying that they gave you a decoy? Are, have you gotten to the one that's the decoy yet? No, no, but they they are putting them on. But this, I'm going back to 2010. They put a smart meter. June of 2014, I have severe heart palpitations. And then uh, people are mailing me through the friend. I met another friend who knew about chemtrails. She also knew smart meters. She sent me literature, snail mail, and an email through uh, Warren in Sedona of Mariana Hartsong, a short video saying that, they put in smart meters. She refused it on her neighbor's houses, which are pretty far apart. She heard a high-pitched buzzing all night. Her bees attacked her house and then all dropped dead. And then her chicken eggs were coming out really weird, and her right eye started bothering her. So I'm reading this one leaflet with all the side effects. I had every single one of them Then I re- uh, on the smart meter, and then I'm remember the video, and I said, gee, my right eye started bothering me. I look up, and I see there was a digital wireless smart meter on my house against my will, instructions, knowledge, or permission. So I, I was fuming. I called up I, my friend. I said, I'm sorry I ever doubted you. Uh, what do I do? She goes, well, they may charge you. They may or may not charge you. Uh, so I, I uh, offered to buy an analog meter, but they would shut my power off. I called them. I said, I'm being electrocuted. I already have injuries that allow me to have disability plates of a a hand injury and a neck injury that it doesn't show that I'm disabled, but I do have limitations. I still work. I just can't carry heavy things without dropping them, so I have to figure out ways to, you know, lift my table and chairs and amplifiers in on wheelies and stuff. So they gave me plates. So um, I uh, called them. I said, no, I can't wait 10 business days. I need it off immediately. So I did all, so they came and they put the analog on. I said, so now I'm no longer being tased, right? My neighbor's meters can't affect me now, right? Uh, and they didn't say anything. They left. Little, uh, what they should have said was, yes, you're getting electrocuted illegally across your property, your property rights by your neighbor's smart meters radiating 1.8 miles each in all directions. So at that point, I studied nonstop for since July 2014 till now uh, about how to remediate, deradiate, what this technology is about ohms, amps, volts, watts, you name it. I tried to learn everything I could to protect the cats and myself. Hey, 
Have you gotten well, to the decoy meter yet? Uh, the decoy meter is a recent, it's called the Trojan horse meter. There were different ones. They're fake analogs. They either have a taser meter with a fake analog face or um, a, some, it, it's a, it can calibrate less wattage or it's shut off. The uh, SIM card is shut off, but it's still they say it's an analog even if it's not. So Warren Woodward in uh, Sedona, he just sent an email. He spent four hours on the phone with them saying, oh, we, don't, we can't get um, – uh, analog meters anymore. They don't make them anymore to finally having a, a safe meter on there. So they put a semi-Trojan horse taser. This is just like last week. So he did get the safe analog oh, okay. meter. Well, we're talking, I'm trying to trying to tease out this, your story about how, as I understand, uh, correct me if I'm mistaken, that you demanded a an analog meter, and they said, here, this is what we're giving you. You've got your analog meter. Uh, you figured out that, in fact, it looked like an analog meter, but it wasn't really. No, no, the old it, one, yeah. And the then old what one, did you do, Flo? He added an antenna and a transmission box to the original analog, so it was microwaving, but it may not have been as powerful as the totally wireless. But the prongs are thinner because the smart meters are mostly made in China out of plastic. So the new smart meters are uh, generating high voltage on plastic. And the base, uh, the, the prongs, the four prongs are thinner to save metal than the original analog meters. So when you punch it in there, Installing it, there's a gap because the metal of the plate has expanded and contracted over time, and it stayed at that wider setting. So there's a gap which causes a short circuit arcing and fires. And Lloyd's of London insurers, Norman Lamb adjuster, has a lawsuit against New Mexico uh, Electric Company for last week's fire in an apartment complex in the electrical closet was locked and only the utility could unlock it a bunch of smart meters in there one caught fire they proved on a forensic report that beyond a shadow of a doubt the smart meters prong was the cause of the arcing and the fire of that apartment building and they will huh. no longer as of two months ago cover any smart meter fires e uh, EMF, RF, or cell phone bodily damage or structural damage. So, Flo, that is all wonderful information. You know, you've got so much there. So uh, uh, do you have an analog meter now? Did you get a safe analog, safer yes, analog? I have a safe analog meter. I shielded my property by studying the angle of which to protect my property and my cats from Okay, now, Flo, the point of this whole thing that I'm trying to get at is how you managed to get your analog meter back. Uh, because Arizona allows you to do that. No, Florida, I, I tried to get one for my friend in Florida. They said, oh, the analogs don't work with the smart grid. I said, I called the, their electric company, and uh, uh, not Pensacola, uh, anyway, near um, Tampa, north of Tampa, that uh, city um, and they said uh, and I said well that's not true it does work with the smart grid because I have an analog 
and I don't want to be on the grid. Yeah, right. So, so anyway, are you paying extra for that analog yes. meter? Some electric companies in Arizona charge and some don't. I'm paying $20 a month plus a dollar seventy something tax, so that's $22 a month, not to have a meter that's illegal assault weapon, military assault weapon frequency, but also in their own bylaws, which I pointed out to them at a bogus hearing where the guy told me to move to Virginia if I didn't like it, uh, proved to me that, um, what was I saying? Um, that the um, analog meter, what was, I, I'm in the middle of a sentence. What was, <laughs> Linda, help me here. Well, you know, where I was trying to lead you was the story about how you, you got an anal, safer analog meter back, and but apparently you're still paying a, an extortion fee. Oh, yeah, I'm paying an extortion fee because their own bylaws state that the customer must request the new meter. And there was also supposed to be a, a report available to their clients or the customers stating the absorption, saturation, and penetration of these meters. I said, where's the report? They never answered me back. Well, the, so, well my point is, Flo, you know, from my perspective, I, I think it's largely due to your your wonderful creative uh, expressiveness, you know, uh, I, I, I attribute uh, you're getting the uh, figuring out about the decoy meter. You know, I, 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 I figure it's largely because of your own um, uh, intelligence and, and, and uh, perseverance uh, rather than any state laws in Arizona, you know, that you're, uh, you know, you, you've got what it takes to, you know, get your... Well, I had to save my life, and I was able to reverse RAS, rapid aging syndrome, which is one of the illnesses, many illnesses attributed to microwave irradiation or being cooked, literally cooked. That's right. That's what's happening to all of us, you know. We, we are right. being fried. We are being roasted on the hoof. Right. Grilled on the grid. You're absolutely right. I I have felt, uh, you know, uh, being cooked at night. I've been baked, cooked, uh, and uh, I thought, what is this? You know, what is part of my body? It's destroying is my brain, my sinuses. They've cooked my sinuses. Uh, they've yeah. cooked my body, and I thought, is this to? You know, and that was one of my thoughts. Is it? To rapidly age us? Is that what they're doing? Uh, it's to prevent us from getting our Social Security. It's to depopulate uh, the planet down to 15% uh, of what it is now. That's the UN, Agenda 21. Also, um, my parents... Well, that would mean the UN's behind all of this, too. Yes. yes. Uh, my parents are Holocaust survivors, so I've been do doing a lot of research on killing mass killing and executions and genocide all over the world, not just, uh, you know, in Europe. And this is just a, a high-tech continuation because Operation Paperclip in 1945-6, the U.S. brought over 1,500 Nazi rocket scientists and 3,700 of their family members, uh, cleared their names, gave them new identities, cleared their resumes, and set them to work on what I think is all of this stuff, all of this mass killing stuff, or else. 
so they mm-hmm. must be all like 99 years old by now. Jeez. Well, anyway, well, I have cartoons. I, I'm an artist. I have published cartoons, anti-smart meter, anti-radiation, anti-cell uh, power, uh, showing safety, anti-geoengineering. I have cartoons available for free. If you go on my Facebook page, one of my albums has all the black and white cartoons. You can use them, download them, print them out, hand them out, color them in, whatever you want to do. Just don't change the content because they're copyrighted. So if you want to get some uh, a, a thousand words in one picture, uh, you have your choice. If you have an idea for a cartoon like EMF Linda did, Wi-Fi equals child endangerment, and I uh, will be mailing, uh, mailing that to her tomorrow, snail mail. She doesn't have a computer. But uh, I have been published. My anti-radiation cartoons have been published in an Oklahoma newspaper and also some online, and Jack O'Dwyer uh, just got uh, the two new ones via email via Joe Esposito in Oklahoma, and he loved them. He uh, emailed Joe that he's going to be using them. So there's a what's at stake. I have a family held a, uh, on a stake of, of fire, but the stake is not wood. It's a cell tower. And then I quote Barry Trower, Cooking Up Humanity, and then a technical writer helped me with a little bit of the phrasing and added a couple of websites to the link. And uh, they're all, you know, available uh, for use on Facebook. I'm going to call Less EMF tomorrow and see if they want to have them available for free so people can, you know, hand them out. And you see a bank of smart meters on the side of a building and a guy on the inside with a headache. So it says it so simply. Flo, what is your name on Facebook? How can I find you on Facebook? It's Flory Freshman, F is in Frank, L-O-R-I-E, Freshman is in college. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Anything else, Linda? <laughs> no. Oh, no. You know, I, I, I would just like to say... Um, one of the things that Dr. Eric uh, Carlstrom said uh, that I thought was pretty significant in his video on YouTube uh, about organized stalking and, and uh, directed energy weapons was that most people don't do so well, but the Christians, per, uh, in so many words, persevere. And uh, I know that some people don't believe in God, um, but I think... Um, if you watch his video, I thought it was pretty significant that um, that he mentioned that that the, the Christians are standing up against this. Uh, other people are either caving in or committing suicide um, because it's it is just appalling and atrocious, and unfortunately, everybody's involved. Uh, from you know, it, it it freaks me out that the United Nations now. You know, who else are you going to go to if if you're having problems within your country and, you know, there's uh, systematic crimes against the population um, to find out that... Well, you can join WILF. It's 101 years old, Women's International League for Peace and Freedom, and men can join, and I am the president of the Phoenix chapter, and I put... Electrohypersensitivity on the map. I said, if I can't write in the newsletter about EHS, then get another president. 
So I've been writing about electrohypersensitivity via electrocution. They put even a smart meter photograph in one of the issues for me. And we are suing Monsanto with the International World Justice Court at The Hague in October for crimes against nature, human rights violations, and ecocide. So we are, if you want to join WILF, it's $35 a year. You get a newsletter. It covers yeah. every every injustice. Geo I, I would love to, except that I have not a dime to my name. So, well, um, I don't either, and it was 15 on a sliding scale. I guess I have to save up the next year. But we got a grant. To, one of our members couldn't pay it, so we we got grant money out of our treasure account of, of a few pennies we are going to pay for her membership. Oh, that's nice. Um, so anyway, I, I um, see that's that's precisely what I'm talking about. Who am I? Who is this gal I'm talking to? That's Flory, right? Yeah, Flory. Um, this you? is precisely what I'm talking about. Pax.org, uh, uh, and and affiliating yourself with other groups, and then all of these groups coming together and speaking out against right. what's happening in our world. So this What's is great. Name? Women, my name is Cecilia. So this oh, is great. Okay. This is a prime example, Flory, of what I was talking about. Um, uh, getting together uh, with other groups and and um, affiliating with them in some way, either uh, uh, joining other groups if, if those who have money. Uh, unfortunately, they they've taken everything uh, from me. Um, you know, all my I have no fun, finances whatsoever, and uh, you know, as a yeah. former escrow officer and a former manager, I, I, I you know, oh, I've been yeah. independent most of my life. I, this is yeah. this is. I was, um, a real, I was a realtor for ten years. I did safety safety inspections for my fourth and honest broker for five and a half years. She had about eighty rental homes from. Uh, her owners were all speaking Chinese, so I just dealt with her, and she dealt with them. So after I learned about the smart meters, I took uh, any move-in and move-out, I took photographs of the smart meter in case there was a fire uh, on the inventory sheet and wrote it down on the 12-page checklist so there would be a record of it in her archives just in case because I found out about the fires. And a guy died uh, this weekend in some kind of apartment fire, so we're trying to figure out if it was uh-huh. a fire because they steal the melted meter in the middle of the night. So uh, RIP, I didn't get the name yet of the person, but we had a lot of electric shock drownings and uh, people pushed off cliffs to their death this summer in the Grand Canyon. Really? Uh, yeah, uh, seven hikers died of heat exhaustion as well in the local Phoenix area. So there's something more. I was, you know, the directed energy weapon knocked me down. Three days later, at the end of April, a jogger down the street was found in the beautiful park dead, 27 years old, with his face down. Uh, I remember stopping my car to let him pass because there's a little road uh, that went through the park. You know, he moved down here from Chicago just to get in shape and lead a nice, quiet life and enjoy the beauty of the saguaros, cacti, you know, and the mountains and the desert, and winds up probably by the same corkscrew radiation. I called Barry Trower in England, 
He said, it's in Alana's book. I have to read it again. I said, I have the book. I'm quoting from it in my book, in my play. And I wrote a play. It was going to be called Electrocution 101, but I changed the title, and um, it's in a contest. So if I get in, it'll be uh, be drawing my cartoons right there on the stage and uh, reading the letter from my electric company. We're sorry, Ms. Freshman, but we cannot remove this smart meters from a one-mile radius from your home because we need to give our other customers their options. Uh, the misunderstanding. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Uh, you got to tell them. Tell them about the letter. Tell them the, the, about the letter and the wording of the letter that you got. Uh, it, it says, uh, uh, as, as far as our technician. Uh, oh, I should tell them. <laughs> but, but anyway, the after she, they she said has, it was a misunderstanding. That's it. She got a letter from the utility company after they replaced the decoy with a uh, a real analog meter, uh, saying, uh, saying, did they apologize? Did they say sorry? Oh, they gave me a fifty dollar credit twice for my trouble. And, and and said it was it was just a misunderstanding. Right. So uh, I uh, I have a friend who is also a dr dramaturgist, and she read the play before I submitted it. I said, well, maybe I should cut this down because it repeats here and repeats. I don't. She goes, no, you have to read that letter in full. The people, the taxpayers, deserve to know what they said in that letter. So that is uncut. But if they don't put it in the play in the contest, I'll just produce it on my own. But if it does get in the contest, then maybe I could enter it in the Pulitzer. Um, oh, the Coast Guard. I found a 1999, uh, I, uh, I have to just mention this, it's a two-page Coast Guard alert from our U.S. base in Japan, 1999, that please, to the FCC, please do not implement the new compact fluorescent light bulbs. They are radio frequency, infrared, or whatever they said. I have to print it out. Uh, it's, uh, please, at least, if don't put them under bridges. It interferes with maritime emergency communications equipment, or at least put that warning somewhere on the box or on the label. So 10 years later, I have the document of the rebuttal of FCC says in this long legal document, uh, sorry, but yes, we will put a warning on the box. So when I went in the real estate, I had shown my broker, I said, you must stop putting these squiggly bulbs. It says, do not put near moisture, do not do this, do not put in this. So many do nots, I said, you know, they have mercury in them. If they bust, that's a toxic waste cleanup. If they harm the tenant, the tenant can sue for smart meter irradiation, bodily damage. I, you know, I'm trying to alert her because the, the clients are so, you know, innocently trying to get a good investment going here. Uh, so uh, the bulbs now have a warning, do not use near maritime communications emergency equipment in two-point pipe, and I figured out that the radio frequency can cause on the water 
some kind of electrocution going since water is an electrical conductor, which changes the uh, metal railing uh, to uh, a live wire. So anybody who touches that metal railing on that boat might get electrocuted. So I'm just trying to learn about all that because two boys swimming in Lake Cherokee in uh, Tennessee, they got electrocuted when they climbed up to back to their houseboat and touched the metal railing. One survived, one didn't. One didn't. And a year before that, two other boys were electrocuted on the Lake Cherokee. And then Lake of the Ozarks had a similar thing. Lake Powell, a guy, got electrocuted on his houseboat and died. That was the fourth electrocution on Lake Powell. So it's, it's, it's all over because water is an electrical conductor. You can't even jump in the lake anymore. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question about the lights? Okay, do yes. you think that um, there's some kind of two-way communication where the, you know, say the light in your house, even if it, you have that, you know, snow cone bulb, do you think that the beam from the light goes to your body somehow and then you're transmitting something back? Um, the mercury, there's also pesticide in that bulb. Mercury and pesticide fumes, even when they're no, that's no. I'm asking you if there's a transmission from like a. Uh, you said like it was radio mind? frequency. Yeah, something like that. Where, your mind. Well, that uh, or or you're talking or anything going back to the electrical company. You know what? Well, I actually, don't. That's a good oh, point. No, there I, absolutely I, is uh, radio frequency coming from. From these compact fluorescent yes, bulbs, it's, it's LED. infrared. Yes, but it's um, beyond but infrared. It, it, it okay. is it is a microwave, I, I believe. Uh, yeah, I believe so. But can I just answer this question, Linda, and then you can continue? Uh, I do know that the smart focus meters that were installed in December, if you go on FCC.gov, it's not only a higher voltage and has a high voltage warning label on it, but it has a microphone in it. And then the telelights, uh, the little tiny box on top of all the street lamps now, that has a two-way radio also. I believe that's 800 megahertz. And it can radiate you, and it can hear what you're saying. So there's all okay, kinds so of... Okay, you, so you know for sure. Okay, uh, you kind of answered a little bit differently, but you did answer one part of it. So you're saying a street light, because I know I went to that website called IntelliStreet. I was the one that told everybody about that originally. Uh-huh. Um, so um, so you're saying that all the street lights now have IntelliStreet or a lot of them? Yeah. And then, yeah. and then how yeah. does that affect? How does that affect? Like the, the beam comes in your house and then what? You can hear what you're saying or what? Um, I know that there's a microphone in it and then the the radiation is emitted from it to keep cooking you. Phoenix, we've had 103 degrees weather every day for four months. They're trying to kill us all. So when you get in your car, it's 200 degrees in there. So there's the cooking of humanity is what Barry Trower, the scientist in England, calls it, and that's the cartoon What's at Stake. Barry Trower says it's the cooking of humanity. You'll see that cartoon uh, uploaded in Facebook, hopefully tomorrow. 
if I can get a JPEG made of it, I have to get it converted to JPEG. Uh, I, th I think we all agree that there's a one-way transmission at the very least with the light bulbs. We're all saying it's RF. Somehow they're yeah, transmitting the something way. out of your lamp and, and possibly the street lights. The question is, is there a two-way, and I think there is on IntelliStreets, but is there on lamps? Is there, you know... I mean, if you're saying something in your house, does the electricity company know it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't read about any microphones in them. Uh, I know the LED and the um, compact fluorescence cause blindness, and then the mercury in the compact fluorescent bulbs cause uh, lesions in the fingertips, peeling fingertips and toe tips, especially in school children, and I had it. But I went to my herbalist, and he gave me cream, and it went away. And I avoid going to places with a lot of radio frequency light bulbs. Because part of the last thing I'm going to say right for a while is right now I've been I've been telling people that wherever I go, there's these beams of light shining at me, even if I'm in my house. They come from the courtyard, you know, all the way. Um, if I look outside, I see a whole bunch of beams coming in from outside and even across the way, it's so far away, it's it's unbelievable how well, the distance that that light would shine in a directional beam and focus all the way in my house. Uh, and you think it's coming from the LED street light bulbs? Um, well, there's a difference between the street. There is that too, and I've I've, I've been saying that too, but I'm also saying like in a in a complex like it say if you went to i don't know if you went to a country club in palm springs or something you went in you know there's lights could, could in the complex the, yeah it could be these lights are reflecting actually letting you see the microwaves from the smart meter banks on the buildings because i heard that there was a light developed in scandinavia where you could see the microwaves, and if you're sitting across the desk from someone with Wi-Fi and a computer and a whatever, a smart meter, that you can't even see them. It's so thick. So that might be what you're seeing. And I see these little purple little strings in front of my eyes sometimes, and Barry Trower said that those are the microwaves. And I heard well, the voice, too. Well, there's got to be something going on because even um... – as you know, they're talking about cars that are going to drive themselves. Yeah, so isn't that how, the thing? How can they drive themselves if there's no beam or ray or anything helping them drive? That doesn't make any sense. Well, that is the point. Exactly, um, um, Corey. Uh, you know, they, they, like, like I've said before, on refrigerators or any appliances, anything that has the word smart applied to it, just about, just about everything yeah. has that word. It means that it communicates wirelessly. And the way that that wireless wave is a microwave, and that is exactly how the vehicles, uh, somebody brought it up, you know, V to V, um, Barb did, uh, uh, vehicle to vehicle, they will communicate with a uh, microwave uh, to one another theoretically. Well, I mean, that's the way they plan it. Like GPS. It, is such a bad idea because it is, you know, the microwave, no matter which way you slice it, you know, we are being fried by them. Well, I think that another reason they're trying to push this uh, 
self-driving car idiocy is to avoid acknowledging the invention of a water fuel cell of which the inventor was poisoned in 1998. Uh, it's, uh, in, you replace one spark plug with a water fuel cell and you can run from New York to California on 22 gallons of water. So they want to avoid all of the renewable energy and I am uh, the first member of the Renewable Energy Committee of my, the Women's International League for Peace and Freedom, and I'm writing a report for their study guide uh, as we speak. So it should be ready next week. So what we want to do politically and collectively and individually is uh, we need to reject, resist, resist, resist all things that are wireless. You know, we yes. need to wire, wire everything, uh, uh, demand that we have safer, safe products, you know, uh, 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 corded landline, fully corded phones. Um, we need to have the, the pay phones back uh, that are corded. Uh, we need to get rid of all all the wireless metering. Uh, the, the, uh, and Oh, and, you know, it just occurred to me about... Um, how did that could actually be done uh, in a way? You know, I was just kind of very interested in hearing about that uh, rocket with the satellite, you know, and what happened to it. And later reports, you know, it, it, it exploded on the, on the launch pad, damaging and destroying the, the satellite, the rocket, and damaging the launch pad at Cape Canaveral from the report oh. that I read. But later uh -huh. I was told that there was uh, either a UFO or or a drone uh, sighted nearby. And so who knows, you know, maybe somebody was using this wireless technology to uh, uh, interrupt the, uh, uh, you know, putting up uh, another satellite uh, in the atmosphere to cook us all. Yeah. Yeah, we got to get back to basics. We have to, um, you know, they're building new buildings without any landlines in them. Well, we just we just can't have that, you know, because home no. sweet home is becoming has been turned into a death trap. Yeah. You know, nothing less than a death trap with all the the, the wireless stuff, which everybody has has been uh, has been foisted on them. You know the. Uh, the smartphones, the uh, the wireless phones, the uh, the smart, all the appliances, and the uh, wireless everything, wireless TV, internet, and so on. Uh, um, and not to mention, yeah, and we know, we become the wire. We're the wire. Hey, I know this is a little different subject, but um, I just thought about it. I was at Home Depot uh, a couple days ago, and I saw where you could pick yourself up um, a water tester for free. Uh -huh. So I just thought I'd tell everybody so that if anybody's concerned about their water, you can probably, uh, I think it gets mailed to, um, it gets mailed to somewhere around, I don't know if it's Barstow or somewhere out there in California in the mid-desert. Uh-huh, that sounds great. Uh, but it's free. Friend, it's like one per household, and I don't know how long it's going to last. So, uh, what does it test for? What? What does it test for? Um, I don't know. Let me. Uh, I grab one of them. 
Let me go see. I didn't even look at it that closely. You want me to grab it? Yeah. That's Hang on. very important. While he's grabbing that, I have a reverse osmosis system under my sink that my friend, and so I bought it at Lowe's. It's called Crystal Pure with a K. It's wonderful. I give the cats clean water. The water in Arizona is so polluted. There's arsenic and uh, fluoride and chlorine and tons of stuff from the slag from the mining industry and pesticides. And it really, really helps. Uh, and he tested it. It was 99% pure, fluoride-free. So I just thought I'd throw that in while he's looking. Maybe somebody else would like to speak. <laughs> I, I will allow them. <laughs> Flory, that's what I love about you. <laughs> that I let other people speak. <laughs> on occasion, on the rare occasion. Oh, uh, okay. I got it. Uh-huh. I got it. I got it. Okay. Uh, it just basically... Okay, it says... It's a comp complimentary water analysis for your home. Fill the enclosed water sample bottle with three-fourths full of tap water at the kitchen sink. Tighten the cap. There's a questionnaire. I don't have to read that whole sentence. Um, sign, up, sign it. Place the bottle with the form to the address envelope. Return the sealed envelope. Put it in the mailbox. Just one name, address, email, all that. Then it says, what source of water do you have? City, community well, or private well? And I think this is probably the main thing here where it says, um, what do you check any of these conditions, whether there's brown stains, cloudiness, other stains, ruined laundry, uh, poor tasting, dry, itchy skin, blue-green stains, rotten smell, scale deposits. Then it tells you to rate your water. Do you have a water system? Do you buy a bottled water? Do you own the residence? How many people? What age bracket? Then you put your comments and um, says allow a week and they'll contact you and then there's a toll-free number from Home Depot. That's it. Hmm. So you could call the toll-free number and ask them what it tests for. Yeah, the number is 1-800-HOME-DEPOT. Oh, okay. They may not know. You might have to call the lab and find out whether it tests for heavy metals or light metals or, you know. Uh-huh. Sulfur from the chemtrails, all that stuff. Filtering it's into our water system. You're basically sending it to Victorville, California. Hmm. I once did that in New York a few years ago, uh, in like 1986, I sent away. And they came back. I did filled the vials, and I had to pay for it. And they said that there were legal levels, levels of lead in the water. <laughs> what is the level of lead? Tell my kidney what that is, you know? 
It's probably, you know, they could just keep raising the level. Yeah. uh, So what's making it legal when it's really toxic? Yeah. How much time do we have left? Does anyone know? I just want to say, just let me say, I want to say, Corey, they do exactly that in California. They even wrote, I looked something up about, it was water, too. And they do. They literally change the, the figures to make it legal. Yeah. The higher the uh-huh. higher the rate, then it's legal. Right. They remember uh, yeah. r- Remember um, when you had the Fukushima thing? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I don't even understand all that radiation, but it's like, you know, they kind of made the levels higher to uh-huh. make it seem like not as bad. Uh-huh. Right. Who are they? You know, we got to get rid of the they. <laughs> the state of California. Well, we just don't want to <laughs> no, die if I keep on telling you who the they are. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a suggestion. I mean, it was from the state. It was from the government. I don't know which section. It was suggesting a good way to get around this problem would be to literally change the figures. In fact, I think right. I talked to Bella about that. Um, I read it to her. It's crazy. It's crazy. Can I say something? Uh, Joe Esposito called me. He wants a cartoon about Dr. Cardassus, uh, about the brainwave uh, addiction of the young people with their wireless uh, cell phones, TVs. They actually become like a heroine of the mind to watch these they, the frequency becomes addictive to them. They can't live without texting. They can't live without the words having. that the other writer used were digital heroin. Right, digital heroin. He wants me to do a cartoon on that. Hmm. I just thought I'd throw that in there. And he also asked me to call Barry Trower to find out what frequency can be used, a microwave radiation hertz frequency, to damage the frontal lobe of the intelligence, which is what a lobotomy would do years ago to psychiatric age, the removal of that intelligence part of the brain. He thinks that they, he wants to know the frequency, so Barry won't be back for another week. So we have to find out what that is. If there is a frequency for the frontal lobe damage to damage. Where are you located? Where are you located? I'm in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. I via New York. Do you have enough people over there to buy like a $200 meter and then kind of split it by like 10 people? Well, uh, none of my neighbors believe me. I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I do have a friend who was given an RF meter recently. And that makes her have five meters now. She has the Trifield, uh, the cor- Cornet, the Stetsurizer. Which Cornet? Uh, Which Cornet? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I could find out. She has you know new she body, voltage, body voltage meter, and she has uh, Paul Harding, uh, the EMF remediator. He he gave her her old uh, his old RF meter, so that's like an expensive meter. So 
uh, I'm going to try to get to her house and see how that, you know, works. I, I, I don't know what the model number of the coronet she's got. but I don't know. I, have, I, I can call her tomorrow and ask her. I borrowed those three, uh, so when Paul came to do a free reading, he had me move my dirty electricity filter filter closer to the uh, box, you know, the breaker box, and he said that I lowered the frequency so much by not having a smart meter and having the analog that I, uh, he, he couldn't believe it how low the frequency is in my house. I bought rubber koi pond lining and lined the top part around the cat shelter, but I didn't do the top netting, and that's where I think the directed energy weapons and satellites and drones come radiating uh, out of the sky. So I have to figure something out for the top of the did, shelter. Did, did, you, did you see that if that meter had 4G uh, meter part on it? I, uh... You know, I don't remember because it was a few months ago, and uh, I can let you know. The the cornet meter that I was looking at, it's about two hundred bucks. It has four G on it. Uh, I don't recall. I did take a photograph of it at her house, so I I still have the photograph. Of the meters that she lent me, that she won't lend out again to anybody. She can't borrow. Well, then you know what model number? What model number does it say? I I, I can look at the photographs. I can go yeah. online tomorrow and 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 uh, put, bring the camera, um, draw that little disc, you know, and stick it, find out. Or I'll just call her because I don't know if I could read the fine print. I was going to use them in my play. And then I decided not to because it would run too long, and I didn't have the real meter on hand. Are but you in the meter, chat room right now? Uh, I'm I'm just out in my front yard. I can don't you have get it? So you can't go in the chat room. No, I don't have internet at home. I can't afford it. Hey, right Corey, now. in the in you're the, not the uh, only one. <laughs> what? Um, there's a cornet meter. It's called a cornet near-field probe for radio frequency measurements close to the source. Can be used with eight gigahertz basic RF meter, high frequency meter, or other. Yada 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 yada. It's only fifty-nine bucks. Yeah, I wanted to get the one. There's. Um, I think it's on this uh, RAD meter home page. Uh, it's 189. This one says it's it's really useful for 800 megahertz to 2.4 gigahertz. You know, which is is the most common thing that we're being cooked with is a 2.4 gigahertz. It says great for checking yeah. cell phones, Wi-Fi, uh, decked, which by the way that's the mobile walk-around phone stands for digitally enhanced. Uh, 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 I know what that C stands for, telephone. Um, I'll think of it in a minute. Bluetooth and more. Uh, also for also effective for checking the near field shielding effectiveness of your shielding items. Uh, so uh, the one I'm talking about is the E D eighty five. Well, I think this is it. 
the ED85EXS. It's from Worldwide Free Sh Oh, that just says Worldwide Free Shipping. Here's the details. Is uh, The specs on it are... Uh, as you can... The, well, first applications is for cell phone, base station radiation, um, density safety measurement, telecommunications, RF, RF transmitters, wireless Wi-Fi detection, smart meters, spy cameras, cellular, cordless phones, microwave oven leakage, personal living environment. And it does go up to... It goes up to 8 uh, gigahertz. How many? What? How many gigahertz does it go up to? 8. Oh, 8. Wow. Yeah. Oh. It's 1 millihertz. Is that, is that correct, Aunt Linda? Aunt? Uh, uh, that was megahertz. Uh, uh, oh, no, no, if you're... You're sure it's Hertz if it's M H M H Z M H Z megahertz megahertz yeah one megahertz yeah, to eight gigahertz to eight billion cycles. So is that a low reading? That's a low reading, right? Well, uh, frankly, uh, that uh, all this stuff, as I've said before, well, most of it, you know, like the microwaves themselves, are not found in nature. They're mad made, man-made, and they're harmful. They're, you know, they're, uh, uh, all right, the, the nature created the ozone layer to protect us from the sun's ma magnetic radiation. And because of these evil people creating holes in the ozone, it's now letting the radiation in, and they're adding to it because they want to depopulate. They must be stopped. And there's only like 20 people responsible for all this, and, and their families, obviously. So the Rockefellers, the Fords, the Rothschilds, the Bushes, the kings and queens in Europe, the Queen of England, and, you know, all Lori, of those. can you imagine how big of an impact that, that, that we can have? I mean, it's, been, it's happened time and time before when the public refuses to buy something and demand something else, as in, like organic foods, or or uh, gluten-free foods, or or, or civil rights, uh, uh, um, or the abolishment of uh, slavery. And now we've got another kind of uh, uh, technological slavery, and we need to reject it. And we need to demand, you know, like in mass, we need to. Well, anyway, the smartphone, according to what I've been reading, the smartphone uh, market has been saturated. And uh, so, uh, you know, if they were smart, now they'd start uh, pushing items, you know, so that we can protect ourselves from... Well, that's the one of the things in my renewable energy is Li-Fi and Tesla's uh, free energy from sunlight and starlight. So they do have a solar recharger for your cell phone now. Geo Wellness has one. It's like $125. So they're just hiding safe technology because they want it to be unsafe because they think they're superior because they're sick and they're inbred and insane. And I'm quoting Barry Trower. Right. And there we are being innovated into oblivion. 
You know? Yes. Yes. All this innovation is just not in our our basic uh, interests. Our our our. They had, you know. uh, they had an electric car in 1888 because there was an article that said that the wives. Uh, preferred the electric car because they didn't have to go out with their corsets and their petticoats and turn that crank to get the engine going. Interesting. Yeah, that's right. And the only reason that we got dependent upon gasoline was because of Rockefeller uh, 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 giving the Women's Temperance Union uh, $4 million at the time to get rid of, uh, you know, alcohol which was then the other uh, source of energy. Uh, oh, in uh, 1959, the prohibition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All orchestrated by uh, by Rockefeller to to yeah. get a, uh, a, a monopoly, give him yeah. time to get a monopoly on the oil field. Yeah, we don't really need oil to tra have transportation. Never have, and you know Never there. Have. Henry Ford himself had 15 cars that ran, ran on hemp oil. He had a whole car that was, in fact, uh, made out of cellulose, vegetable cellulose. Well, petroleum is an ancient fern bed. It's not an ancient animal fossil bed. That's a lie so that they could keep the prices escalating. And that was on YouTube. A guy used to work for the JFK administration, Colonel Fletcher Prouty. P-R-O-U-T-Y. And he says in the 1892 World's Fair, they convinced the public that it was an animal fossil fuel and it's very rare, and it's not. It's an ancient plant fuel and it's plenty of it. In the meanwhile, it's burning and polluting, so it's really, really bad. You can asphyxiate yourself just by carbon monoxide fumes. That's how they killed the Jews in Europe before they invented the gas chamber. You know, history could have gone a whole different way had had uh, uh, inventions like a, a water-fueled car engine uh, yeah. the, uh, not been suppressed, and of course their their inventors oftentimes assassinated. But uh, yeah. hydrogen cars have been uh, 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 around yeah. since 1965. BMW and Mercedes have hydrogen cars. They emit water vapor and more oxygen. They're quiet. You don't need a grill in front. I rode in one in Canada. My ex-husband's cousin had one. It was quiet, you know. So they're just hiding it. They just want to pollute and grab our money. and. Right, right. And so we're at a crossroads right now, and we can, we can make a determination uh, which way uh, our future is going to go. You know, the only way is by educating grassroots. I handed out flyers today. I made copies. I'm not giving up because I know we're going to win this one. Education is the only way. The naval report I'm sending you, I didn't staple it, so if you needed to make copies, you wouldn't have to pull a staple out. See, little things like that. What time is this call over? Never. It's never going to be over. <laughs> 40 minutes. Three minutes? Four zero. Oh, 40 minutes. Well, I'm going to go. 
Blessings to you all. You can find me on Facebook. Don't friend me. Just send me a message. Linda has my information. Call EMF Linda if you have any questions. Sorry, I'm volunteering you, but I, I didn't mean to do that. But I'm tired and I have to deradiate. Yeah, yeah. Likewise, I need to need to go scoozy over to 20 feet away from the phone and uh, 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 to my healing enclosure and and do the same. I bought that silver mesh T-shirt from Less EMF, and I just love it. It protects my heart and my liver, and the head net protects my eyes and my brain, and that eye mask protects the eyes. So I did that for an hour today. I feel much better. So thank you, Derek, so much. I'm going to go, and um, thank you so much all for being on the call, and I hope to speak with you all again soon. Night, Flo. Blessings. Night. Blessings. So is there anybody left? I'm here. <laughs> That's a good yeah, we're here. Is Jared. it just us three? <laughs> no, let me I'm sure there are more. Oh. Oh, no. Has anyone um had um what's the name of that young man? He's um Navy and he's walking across the United States, Voice? David Voigt. Uh Yeah, has anybody had the pleasure of uh, walking with him or meeting with him in his travels? Have, have they come? Has he come through your territory yet? Or um, I'm in California, so no, he's still in the middle of the country. But I think some people want to. Some people have have um, volunteered a truck to, you know, carry his stuff so that he can. It makes it more available. He make, it makes him more available to go do interviews if he has somebody with you know some transportation. But I don't think anybody's really walked with him yet. I don't know. Maybe Sue. Sue, you're here. You know about that. Sue Maya's here. She might know, or Ella might know if Ella's here. I'm not sure Ella's here though. Um, but I don't think so. I don't think anybody's actually walked with him yet. He does come on. He does come on the conference calls. Um, he was on my call a couple weeks in a row. I haven't heard. I haven't talked to him since. Uh, but he's doing well. <laughs> Are you on Facebook? Who? You. Me? Yes, I'm on Cecilia Watt. Okay. W a t t. Okay, he um he's got a he's got a Facebook page. Have you seen that yet? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was uh it would be interesting. I told him uh when he comes to California, you know, to you know, we'll keep an eye on him and see if he comes through town. I'll you know, I'm in chronic pain and I can't walk very far, but uh if he comes nearby, I'll I'll hop in the car and and uh stand with him. Where you're, you're in what part of California? Southern California, Orange County. Like what? I mean, are you allowed to say what city or? Anaheim. What? Anaheim. You're near Disneyland. Yeah. yeah. Where uh, Disneyland is, yeah. Anaheim. 
Yeah. Um, I think it's coming. Do you have any? Go ahead. Do, go ahead. Do you have any meters? I'm in an apartment complex, so I don't know. No, I mean, do you have any meters, like handheld? Oh no, hon, I I I have been. Uh, uh, if if I I'm living with my sister, uh, and if if she weren't around, I'd be homeless. I have no income whatsoever, and they destroyed my body. I can't work. I'm in oh, constant. God. I'm in chronic pain. Uh, I'm the gal that was brutally forced under anesthesia in a surgery center and was maimed from skull to tailbone. What? Yeah. Yeah, I I was injured at work, and I was systematically maimed through medical procedures through uh, workers' compensation. What are you saying? Um, You're saying that they could, you could, somebody looking at you would see this? I'm sorry, say that again? In other words, like you're standing up and somebody's looking at you would say, oh, my God, you're missing something? Or... I was know. brutally maimed. No, they forced me under anesthesia, and they injected my neck, shoulders, back, all the way down my left leg with some sort of chemicals uh, that burned and corroded the ligaments, muscles, tendons, soft tissue, my nerves in my body, um, uh, my spinal column, uh, the ligaments were dried out uh, via some sort of injections. Um, yeah, I'm in chronic pain. My vertebrae move independently of each other. Um, uh, and I can't, I, I, you name them, I called them. I called the police. I've contacted law enforcement, the district attorney's office, uh, Governor Jerry Brown. Um, you know, I've contacted cable TV news channels, regular news channels, uh, attorneys. Um, what, what happened uh, when my you... Own, when... My, my, my own law, uh, my own uh, legal representation through workers' comp. And What happened um, when you called Jerry Brown? Uh, well, you can't get through to him. You, you talk to his people in his office. Um, and... Um, uh, I I don't think I received any help. They sometimes, um, I mean, they they just uh, you know they know they knew before. I think they knew before I did that I was a targeted individual. I knew I knew nothing of organized stalking. I didn't know that insurance companies did this to people uh, or law firms or employers. I didn't, you know. So um, uh, it wasn't until. I was. I finally realized that I was being intentionally harmed. I kept getting worse and kept kept getting harmed, and I thought it was by accident. I, I it never dawned on me that medical providers would intentionally harm you, and it wasn't until the last uh, lumbar epidural that I knew I finally uh, figured it out that I was I was being intentionally harmed because they brutally forced me under anesthesia in a surgery center, an absolutely beautiful surgery center. Who would have thought, right? When I woke up, um, my back not only had been injected with these chemicals uh, that over a period of time uh, slowly burned the inside of my, you know, my, like I said, my muscles, tendons, ligaments, nerves, soft tissue. Um, but um, um, shoot, I just forgot where I was going with this. Um, so you get um, do you, do you get gang stuck now or 
Um, I was um, I I would assume that they were Sabrosa following me because that's what they do, I guess, when you file a work, workers' comp claim. But um, they were intruding in my home. Um, um, uh, actually, I, I, like I said before, I believe I was a TI long before um, I got injured at work. But uh, being injured at work and getting me into surgery centers to maim me was an opportunity uh, um, uh, that they just couldn't pass up. And, and uh, it's uh, lawyers, uh, lawyers, insurance ca- carriers. Uh, What happened? I'm still here. She must have gotten cut off. Yeah. So that means that there must. Linda, are you there? Huh. Corey, can you see who, who's all, like uh, how many people are on this call? Yeah, let me log in. It showed like forty something. Bigger if you subtract the chatters, probably about. You got to subtract them first. It's not that late. It's only ten. Did you? Are you guys gonna? Uh, are you guys gonna want to be on another call after this? Uh, I I I I've I've been too close to the phone uh, as it is for too long myself, but there are others that there are still 40 people on the, I don't know what they're, <laughs> uh, you know, and maybe there's some interest. Why don't you, if you can find out. I was afraid it was going to just die. 
Uh, Linda, are you there? Yes? Hey, I was... Watch out for that ant farm guy. He's, like, taking people's recordings and putting it on... Um, a website. Don't even talk to that guy. If he talks to you, just just totally don't talk to him. I don't know who you're oh. referring to. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm here. I was muted. <laughs> I'm right here. Um, that ant farm guy that keeps yeah. changing his name, para disease, and jerk. all that. Mm-hmm. He's he's. I figured out that he's got like all these different names. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew he had two. Uh, you know, but he seems he keeps showing up under a different person every few days. Yep. And um, it's always him. And yep. he went to my call and he took my he um, took a recording of me and he put it on. It was pretty much a one-sided thing where he's trying to say, "So Corey, are you? You know, they're gonna think you're crazy. Do you? You know all that." Yeah, he's a jerk. He's a he's a perp, I think. Guaranteed, not you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he likes to he likes to cause problems for GIs. He came on and told me that both um, he said Neil and Sumaya hate me. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, they don't even. Neil doesn't know me well enough to hate me, and Sumaya and I, I think we get along. I doubt that Sumaya talks badly about me. He said that they said I was a perp. It's like really. Really, I have a Friday night call and try to help people because I'm a perp. That was he, he does that to bait you because he did the yeah. same thing to me about you, oh. and he actually did it today. He oh. said that, and he said you hate. Why do you hate me and Amy? That's what he said. Why do? Why do? Who, what? Why do I hate you and Amy? Yep. Oh, <laughs> why do I? Did he say? I was asking. No, he him. doesn't do that. He just provokes. He mm-hmm. he knows it's a, he knows it's um nonsense. Yeah. Um, he wow. he was on this other call, the conspiracy call. There was yeah. nobody else on there, and I I thought, you know, I just go on there, and then all of a sudden, you know, he has a different name, and yeah. he starts chatting with me. He goes, "Hey, crazy Corey, call in." Uh, like who yeah. is this? Well, didn't he, didn't he used to have that room, the Mad Hat or something? Uh-huh. Well, does he still have that, I wonder? Well, he's such a jerk. He just, what's wrong with him? He's I have insane. to ask him. Huh? He's insane for real. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. I did mean to embarrass him. Well, yeah, I did. When I when he was telling me those, uh, telling me that everybody hated me and everybody was calling me a perp, I, I, I did have to ask him how long he'd been out of the mental hospital because he re- recently was. Um, he was um, in the hospital. He I was? Yeah, he was committed recently. Did, well, no way. Yeah, way. <laughs> how? I don't know. That's what I heard. Of course, who knows? Are you right. serious? Yeah. Yeah, I'm serious. That's what I heard. Well, no, maybe he's... he's- Oh, he's been in before. This is really? a man who is really disturbed. Which yeah. one? Which one? 
of Ant Farm. No, I know, but which hospital? Oh, I, don't know. I don't know. I I I think I figured out. I think I know where that guy. I mean, not exactly exact building, but I know pretty much where he's at. Right, where yeah. it's very close to where he is. Yeah. I don't know. He just runs around trying to start trouble. Jerk. To my idea that you can get unmuted, but I I didn't believe him. I don't think you would call me a perp. I know you wouldn't. Does you know I'm not? So, not to worry. So maybe they got some and they were. Well, we haven't seen him tonight. Isn't he also um, targeted in California or targeted? Yeah, targeted? Yeah. yeah. That's another name because he said his yeah. name. Uh, he was talk. He keeps on. No matter where I go, he shows up. He yeah. talks to me. And then I, uh, and it's a different name every time. Uh-huh. And I was like, I was like, who's this? And he goes, my name's Steve. Uh huh. <laughs> but he always sounds like his his uh, mo always copies Ant Farm's mo. Exactly. He also, he, he the last time I think it was last night he said um, his his name was targeted by Jews. He does he comes in on that app a lot of the times. It's like really. And then he told me I was a perp. You're saying you were targeted by Jews, but I'm a perp. Okay. Okay. You know, that's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. What's his name today was, uh, like, started with a, did it start with a D or something? It was completely different. I know. He's probably still in that conspiracy room. Yeah, he just tries. He just likes to cause chaos, I think. Jerk. And don't well, even these, give that any. Yeah, don't give it any energy, yeah. as, as Wes says. Uh, you know about about somebody saying you're a perp no, or or, or or you know other. No. Just, you know. Neil wouldn't say about that that about me. Neil is Lynn, you know, you need to know that you you are well loved. You're Thank doing you. a hell of a good job. Thank you. You know, and, well, and I care. Yeah. Everybody is. You know, yeah. but you know, you got you got a really good call. Well, and, uh, and I, 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 I'm sure that people appreciate it, and I'll bet you, I will bet you that there are a lot of people like myself that really miss Neil's call. Yeah. Well, why would they miss it? Why he stopped doing it? No, no, they're he's just having. I don't know what's going on there, you know. Uh, but why would they miss it? Because I know that um, people like myself, even, you know, I've become sort of. Well, you know, this is my this is this is a wonderful source of information mm-hmm. and also emotional support. Mm-hmm. And I think that if uh, if the call isn't on, that that there's a significant people who are, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah, but well, if he's still doing it, then how do you? I mean, huh? Oh, it's like saying I miss Trader Joe's when they're still open every night. It's a lot more than that. The the emotional support that this and the information that these calls provide to people are are are, are just critical to their uh, yeah. survival. I would go so so far as to say, you know. Yeah, I think 
I think what Linda's referring to is, is Neil had a little trouble getting his call started on Sunday night. It was he had to move it to another room. And he, sometimes he, I think he's kind of sick and he has a little trouble getting on. Is that what you mean, Linda? Well, I think that last night, you know, they, they yeah. had that hurricane. I think that, that, he, that he may or may not have been affected by that. But one way or the other, his call was not on last night, was it? Well, he actually t- moved it over to another room. Wow. Nobody tells me anything. Oh, I should have called you and let you know. Didn't oh, realize. Where did he go? What what other room? Hold on, let me tell you. He's got another room which is I'll tell you in a second. Come on. Oh well I'm glad to know that he was on them. That's yeah. good. Yeah, he was at one three four nine 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 last night. That was the call he started. Uh, where did that where did that number come from? I don't know. He was just he well he was on his on his call but he couldn't get in because he said that Skizit hijacked his call and and his password or something. I don't know. And um, one three four what's the rest of it? It was one three four nine nine nine. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. That's apparently his alternative room. Uh, well Joe and I were on his call for like two hours talking, just me and him. Just you well, and Joe? See, I, I yep. guess the, the only way that people would know about that is people that are on the computer. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah, because Neil couldn't talk, so he was just talking, he was just typing in the room. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. So, so Corey, were, you guys stayed in his other room, or you went... Or you went to the one three four nine 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 room? No, we were in the regular room. Oh. Late at night, and we were just uh-huh. two hours. Nobody else, just him and me. <laughs> well. Late at night? You mean like up until ten forty-five California time, or later? Up until two in the morning. California time? Two thirty. We I think we hung up at like two thirty. Oh jeez. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. The longest I ever talked to Joe. Joe from New York? No, it's Joe, the moderator that's oh. 898899. Eight, 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 nine, nine, nine. Yeah, how's Joe? Uh, it doesn't sound too good. Oh, really? What's wrong? I think uh, it's, he's not going to be doing his call because they got him financially uh behind and uh, a lot of his yeah. things broke and his oh. couch is messed up and his mom's messed up. Oh god. He's been he's been doing it for so long. That's a shame. No none of these other people are getting unmuted. They're trying to talk. There are a whole yeah. bunch of them. Yeah. Um Derek, are you still there? Sometimes I think he dozes off or something. Okay, well, um, I don't know because nobody can talk in this room except us. Right. I'm going to open up my room. Um, okay, let him and, know. Or yeah. let us call Derek and, and see if he... Well, his wait. room's going to end anyway, so I'm going to open up my room. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you, tell the, don't you want to tell the people in the room what your number is? Just in case. Yeah, you tell him. Tell him. 
Are you Hi, me? somebody just unmuted me just oh. now. I was talking before and got disconnected somehow. I yeah, we, we don't know we, how. Yeah. Um, okay. The call is so. going to be the new call is going to be at one three two three four nine. One three two three four nine. Yeah, one three two three four nine. Um, well, I think I'm going to just start it right now because uh, there's not enough people. There are, people are trying to talk in this room, and they're muted. So his call is going to end anyway, and so if they came over to my room, we would have so, more people be able to talk. Yeah, that yeah, that sounds great. In uh, Anaheim, yeah. Um, is there any way, do you have a contact number? or? Oh, my phone number? Yeah. Oh, God, if I go give in, it out of... Don't give it out in this room. Go into my room real quick and give it out. Put it in the chat they, room. Quickly. Whoever, see, I'm prevented from going on talk, talk shoes, um, talk, uh, you know, their, what do you call that? Chat room? Chat room. I cannot, I have, ever since I have been turned on to talk shoe, mm-hmm. I have not been allowed to establish an account. Really? Like, no, I cannot get in there. I have tried, I don't know how many times I've tried to create a password uh-huh. and a username, and it just it just will not let me in. Hmm. Okay, well, let's go over there. One, three, two, three, four, nine. I'm gone. One, three, two, three, four, nine. Yeah. Yeah, you, um, you can come in as a guest, you know. Yeah, but then I can't write. I can't participate. Oh, well, most people will. I unmute guests. You know, in my room. Oh, you do? Yeah, I do. A lot of people do. I wonder do. I why Derek doesn't. I don't know. Uh, Corey probably will unmute you. Linda? One, three, two, three, four, nine. Okay, I'm going to go there. Okay. Linda, um, two. Uh, before this call uh, ends. Yes, ma'am. I, I want to make sure that you know that that is not how I feel. I know Whatever that. Anna Farm was telling you, mm-hmm. it's I not true. I know but that, too. I know, but I just wanted to say Thank it just you. for the record. Thank um, you're one of the my favorite people in the community, and, and I would not say anything like that. And you're one of my favorite people in the community, and I know that. You know, I know we're good friends. And I just, that, I was what I was commenting was how stupid it was, because I know yeah. we're friends. You and I are friends. He wouldn't say that yeah. about me. And why would Neil say that about me? He wouldn't say that. He isn't, you Neil, know. no, I never heard Neil say a bad thing about you. No. No, no, uh-uh. no. Ant Farm just likes to create chaos. He is a he is really <laughs> purpose, and mm-hmm. I think he is psychotic. Yes, I, do. I watched him text on the chat rooms about his hallucinations that were like way out there. Really, he's talking about this is standing in my room doing this. Mm-hmm. And I think he really is delusional, and when yeah. he's maybe on his meds or off his meds or. Mm-hmm. But you know he does have a lot of names, like Corey was saying. He's yeah. changing his handles. So. Yeah, he does. And you can kind of tell it's him. It doesn't take him long to revert back to his usual nonsense. You know. I know. Yeah, one of them is Fun Police. That's the new one. Oh, is that him? I think it's him. I think yeah. you're right. I think that sounds like him. Because the other day he wrote in, "Everybody go over to this room," which was his his usual room number. 
Yeah. Um, the other ones are targeted by Jews. Targeted by Muslims is another one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, let me think. American Target is him. Uh-huh. And I'm targeted by Jews. Yeah, him. we said that. And yeah. American Target and also... Mm-hmm. Oh, there was another one, Target. With Can you imagine spending your time in life thinking up new names and running around perping people under new names? What is that about? Because he's very lonely and desperate for attention. Yeah. That's very sad. Like, you know. But he's probably listening right now, but, I mean, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and he also goes by other names when he calls in. He calls himself Chris for a while, mm-hmm. but he has the same voice. Um, <laughs> Chris, um, what's his real name? <laughs> I don't even remember what his real name is. Chris, Steve. Oh, and I forget what his real name is, too. I know. He does have a name. I know. Yeah, Brian, that's it. His name is, is it? Brian. Oh, bless his little heart. Or at least it used to be one one of them before he started disguising himself so many different ways. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just sad that people yeah. are getting like that. And there, there's a lot of, I think they're trying to get these calls broken up again. They were building momentum. Oh. Oh, let's see. I think Corey was here a few minutes ago for those mm-hmm. some people that are just joining us. Um, yeah. uh, let's see. And uh, there's, she's going to be opening his call, and um, it might be open already. Uh, but for those that are just joining us, Corey's number is 132349. Uh, some people are just uh, calling what in. What was that? What was that? One three two three four nine. Yeah, my perps keep knocking me out. It's my my they knocked me out. I was here ten minutes before the call was supposed to start. I've been knocked out the entire time, and and um, they just yeah. have a tendency, you know, make make me fall asleep. They've been doing that a lot lately. Yeah, I'm actually saying it. I I Linda. I heard Linda too. It's Linda. They. Something has happened uh, today. I think they've they've uh, hooked something up to me to do uh, remote control much more aggressively. Do remote control on me, and uh, I'm I'm feeling pretty uh, scared. I have a lot of stimulation on the top of my head and um, on both sides of my head. In the motor cortex area of my brain, I have a lot more stimulation there, and I feel a lot more remote control control. And this would be the area I've seen it when I've looked at the the pictures of the DARPA work. I don't know if any of you guys are watching the DARPA remote control information on remote controlling animals, but that's they can remote control a a mouse or a bird or something like that. And they can do it just, they only need three electrodes to do it. And um, anyways, I'm feeling a lot of stimulation in those parts of my brain right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling a lot more remote control right now. Like a lot more, like I'm having a lot more control on me. And uh, if I'm just wanting to say something. This really scares me. The, the remote control stuff really scares me. Yeah, yeah they can force speech. That's pretty scary. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely That's know that. That's weird. I've, I've heard plenty of people say they have forced speech. And I yeah, thought, definitely. you know, with all the things that I've heard, I'm not surprised. No. But when when they do force speech, are they able to make you say a sentence or just a few words? I, you know, it's kind of weird. You kind of just hear yourself saying things. If you're asked a question, they can make you say what you, they want you to say. Yeah. yeah they if can they make ask a sentences. question, is that what you said? If they ask a question? Pardon? You're, you if, said, if you're in the say, midst of, um, like, here's a prime example. Um, if you're, let's say you go to your doctor and he asks you a question. Yeah. Uh, they can make you answer how they want you to answer. Right, right. But only well, in a few words, or can they make you say a whole, se- a whole sentence? Well, both. Well, Oh. You know, I, I, I'm not an expert, so I don't know. I don't know either. Hey, do you guys I, they, think they this is New World Order stuff? You my, guys think this is New World Order stuff? Here, so I don't want anybody to think I'm being rude, so I'm just going to go hang up and plug it in for the next phone call. Okay. All right, Harris. Nice speaking with you. Um, I'll be praying for all of us. Thank you. Don't forget to say your prayers. <laughs> Bye-bye. What were you saying, Ann? You were asking something? Um, let's see. Um, oh, yeah. Do you guys think this is um, being done by the a group, you know, that is the New World Order? Oh. I personally don't think I, I, I don't. Personally, no. No. But, but but I don't know. I have no way of knowing. I have no way of um, you know. No, I just I I I don't think that's a big enough or powerful enough group. I but I don't even know who those people are actually. So I don't know. Yeah, I just read an article and it was a theory that it's being done by um, you know, these people who want to just literally control the earth and. They want to kill most of the population, and whoever remains, they just want to make slaves. And, you know, I'm not saying that. I'm just repeating what I read today. That that's was one of the theories. Yeah. Yeah, I've been hearing that for a long time. I don't... Oh, you have? Yeah. Um, the Illuminati, One World Order. Um, yeah. I don't know. I... I... Oh. Well, it's probably that group, and it's the ones that are controlling the government, most likely. And which and, is and why they're I'm the not ones able controlling to... the government. They're the ones controlling the government. Is that what you think? Most likely, they're the ones, uh-huh. um, the secret societies, and that's why the government is is doing doing the things that it's doing. And why it's so difficult for us to get um, legal representation and why it's so difficult to get a court case formulated. Yeah, well, 
I mean, do you think that JFK talked about, you know, in his quotes, it sounds like he's talking about secret society, and it sounds like he's talking about a covert New World Order that he got informed of. Have you ever heard him talk like that? I, you know, I know he's yes. dead, but have, have you guys read that? Yeah, and he, he, he gave that speech seven days before he was killed, I understand. Yeah. Especially scary. Yeah, it's spooky. Can I ask um, if if any of you, like Linda or Stu, if you were feeling like you're getting more remoted, what would you be doing right now? Um, boy, that's hard because and you never know what they're going to do when they when you all of a sudden get. At least I think what they do to me is just make me be very depressed. I I, I don't know what I would be doing. Yeah, my the the perps on me are criminals. So, yeah, they're not just they're not just medical experimentees, et cetera. You know, experimenting on me medically. Well, actually, I think anybody who's doing something damaging to another party without their consent and not too many Us of the people, is a criminal. You better believe they're criminals. You know. Yeah. Yeah, this entire program is criminal. It's illegal. Yeah. The I, only I thing in our case is, is we've not been able to prove it just yet. I guess what I'm saying is that I know that these people actually also are also do criminal activities in addition to just doing this program. Yeah. Don't you think that they're willing to do this to us? They're willing to do just about anything? Yeah. Any criminal act? Yeah, I guess so. Totally. I guess, yeah. Drugs, everything, yeah. They're just, uh, they have no conscience. Sue, mm. mm-hmm. so are you still on the call, Sue? So? Oh, I click. I was trying to see if Sue was still on the call. She might have gone to um, the next call. Yeah. Okay. So is is that what's happening tonight? I'm I'm sorry. I'm coming in late because, like I said, my purse knocked me out with some their usual knockout method. Yeah. Do did you get his number to call into that call? Yeah, let me just double check. It's one three two three four nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know that. The interesting thing is when they put you to sleep, it's it's like instantaneous, and it's just you can't fight it. And it's very right. to me, it's very comfortable. I mean, I kind of like it when they put me to sleep because it's so kind of I don't know. Just all of a sudden, I'm very calm and I just go to sleep. It, you wow. know. Yeah. Well, I don't like it me. when I miss the call. I don't like it when I miss the call. Yeah. Well, that that happens to me during the call. I don't even remember being drowsy. It's just that one minute I was awake, the next minute I was asleep. Isn't that one? Right. Hmm. I've got so many varieties of weapons. God. If they just had three or four, but they have so many. Who's that? What? So they oh, oh the criminals. They the have thing. so many so many oh, I mean, uh, such a variety. Yeah, who's talking? I haven't heard that. Oh, voice. my name is Anne. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hi Anne. Hi. It's just the variety is is alarming. Yeah, it's, it it's is. It's so it depressing is. because they, they have so much. Yeah. I think we need to get mad. 
you know. Uh, yeah. Depression is kind of a result of turning all that anger anger inward, then we shouldn't be beating ourselves up. You know, we didn't right. this, you know. We're just um, trying to survive it. I wonder how Randy Quaid is doing, if yeah. he's getting anywhere, what he's doing. I mean, he's a rare guy because he had some money, but then, you know, he's in Hollywood, so that's kind of a common thing, but most of the targets don't have any money, so you can't do anything. I'd sure like to find out one person at the top. Just one, so I can beat the shit out of them, you know? (laughs) I'll be right behind you. (laughs) We'd all like to see them go down. Yeah, torture them first. Don't even kill them, it's too nice. (laughs) Derek, Derek, are we having... Any kind of comp, uh, any kind of calls for extreme people, or or any kind of situation that people who are remoted can can somehow let other people know they're remoted because of the danger of that. Okay. Um, yeah, we tried that with uh, that extreme call with a few people. Yeah. And um, it was during a time when things got kind of wild. Um, but we haven't tried that for a while. Um, we can see if there, were, if some of those people or some others would be willing to form a committee like that. Yeah. I I just right I I'm not sure that's the right thing. I'm just right now I'm feeling. Uh, more and more uncomfortable and scared because of the of what's happening and because of the perps. You know, our criminals. I'm I'm concerned about that they just continue to go down a path of just more and more, you know, exerting more and more control uh, so, over um, me physically. Just, I mean, if, if you want if you want to call me some time, we can. Um, uh, I can, you know, call some people or something, and um, maybe we can get a group together for you. Okay, I I just mainly want people to people to know, you know, that this is happening because I don't know what's going to happen as a result of it. I don't know why these guys are continuing to to push to have greater and greater control over people. It's really sick and it's really scary. I I hear Linda's voice, and I I wish that my targeting was only at her level, you know. Not, not that your level is not, not difficult, Linda, but it's not this. No, it's not that. No, you're right. I, you really seem to get hammered. And um, for some reason, I, they, they lately have stopped hammering me when, I'm, when I join a call. Now, when I have my own call, on the other hand, they, they seem to like to. Suddenly, I can't talk, you know, or have uh-huh. trouble talking, um, thanks to them. But, um, yeah, no, my... I guess I've kept my wits about me for the most part. I don't know. Not easy. Well, my perps or the perps that are assigned to me and or hired these people, they I believe they had one of their people on the call last night mm-hmm. questioning people or asking, fishing for information. Hmm. So um, 
also fishing for information um, uh, to get you to you know, asking you questions that you'd have to retrieve information out of your memory for, mm-hmm. and then tra- tracking how you how you you store information in your memory. So they're trying to get programming information. So I'm I'm just a little I'm concerned also that um, these perps might be attempting to uh, program up some of the people on the call. I'm, I'm not trying to sound paranoid, but my my group, almost everybody, is a programmer, mm-hmm. and if they know how how you store information, they can they can um, have you store information that um, they want you to store. And um, I've been concerned about um, um, you know wanting to make sure because they said they're going to make me from a TI to a perp, mm-hmm. and so I've been trying to talk on the calls, you know, just so everybody knows that I'm who I am and that I'm a TI and all that. And then I don't know if you heard that all of Neil's calls got uh, got wiped out. All of his calls over the summer are gone. The recordings, you mean? Yeah, they're all gone. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, the entire summer is gone. I and think... uh, Sue, Sue was saying some of the other uh, people's calls are also gone. So somebody went in and wiped out a bunch of calls. So unnecessary. God, I get alerted too, when somebody, especially when somebody calls me on the phone and they start asking me questions. And and uh-huh. if I if I get a little red flag, I believe it and I stop talking. You know, um, right? Because I mean, I've had people say, "Well, do you, do you think you could recognize them?" It's like, "Well, why are you asking me that?" Or have you ever seen them leave your home? One one person called me and was asking me. It's just like, uh, "Don't be asking me that." Why are you asking me that? I, I sometimes I get the feeling that I'm being pumped for information. Right, right. Yeah. And I always, right. <laughs> my, unfortunately, I tend to just answer and then think later. Hmm. So I'm yeah. a, little more, a little more careful now. Yeah. Well, I'm. Anyways, I feel like my existence is just getting more horrific and more horrific and more horrific. Oh, I do have some information. Um, uh, Dolores uh, asked me to tell you. So mm-hmm. if you want to call, I can pass uh, that along yeah. for you. Um, okay. She's working with someone that is um, that she thought would be, that would help you. Okay. So um, I can uh, pass on that information. She's calling. Okay, okay, oh. I will. Thank you. That's nice of you, Derek. Really. Mm-hmm. No, I know this is just, I never would have thought that my life would end up like this at all. Yeah. I never thought, I never knew people were doing this kind of stuff, doing remote control and doing this kind of stuff. It's like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. Why do we matter this much is what I want to know. You know, I, I, it's like, really? You're following me around. you got at least cars following, a lot of stalking. Really? Why? Who am I? Right. I'm nobody, you know. Well, there's, there's no reason for what they yeah. do. I mean, there's, I mean, there's, yeah. there's not a reason. And that that makes it even crazier, you know. I mean, it, it. Well, they don't need a reason to do the things that they do. Um, you don't need a reason to torture people if that's if you're into that kind of obsession. Yeah. No. Uh, so so. No, they don't need a reason. 
I think some people feel more powerful when they can torture people. Makes them, you know, feel like they've got control and they're just better about themselves somehow. I can't imagine anybody feeling better about themselves when they can hurt people. But I think some people do. Pretty sick cookies. Do do we know if many people are going to be? Is it's Corey's call that's happening? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Corey's call after this one. Yeah, I haven't been on Corey's call before. Well, they're leaving your call up for quite a while. It's ten fifty three here. They usually yeah, I know it's yeah. They usually cut my call off at about nine forty five or so, but they have been leaving the call on late later late lately. Really? Uh, sometimes it does run over. Mm-hmm. Uh, rarely it runs over a little bit. Do you have a new place that you're staying, Derek? Uh, no. Okay. Um, are you Are you still at Dawn's or? Yeah. Okay. Um, by the time being, I guess. Sorry to hear that. It's not um, a continuous yeah, conversation. Yeah, it's... Well, anyway... Um, well, we all know perps are, get involved in our relationships, too. Yeah, it's just, you know... Uh, one day... Um, well, you know... And just about uh, a week and a half, he had three new people come in. Oh. But then it's a couple months later. And things were kind of um, uh, peaceful at first. Mm-hmm. But then little by little, the perps, you know, just turned, uh, he mostly turned on against everybody. Oh. That's too bad. What was uh, uh, that? Is, excuse me, is Kim still there? Eric? Is who? Kim? Oh, Kim. No, Kim left. Huh. Uh, you That's know, I, this is news to me. Are you still in the same area? Uh, yeah, I'm still in the same place. But everyone else has left. Kim left. Um, Malika left. Um, they all they they turned on against everybody. So so, what is your position there? Are are you are you solid? Well, I'm, or here for the, you? I'm here for the time being. Things are things have quieted down. There was uh, there was just a major um, uh, series of drama, dramatic events. Just a lot of drama. 